Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Welcome back to Always Almost There, a Goose podcast series by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brian, a.k.a. Jive Goose. And I'm Neil. And the three of us are here to talk about the cap. It's been a little while since we recorded. How are you guys doing? Been wonderful. Doing great. Doing great. I've just got done recovering from being at the cap, and I'm ready to talk about it. Awesome. Me, me too. Uh, you know, it was, it was a fun week. Um, Brian, I'm very excited to hear your opinions on these shows. You know, uh, we weren't able to, you weren't able to make it to any of the day after show recaps. So excited to dive in here. We are also very sad that Dee and Kev could not join us for this episode. Uh, but we are looking forward to having them back soon. We miss them. We do. We do. We really do. We really do. So, without further ado, shall we dive in? Yes, we shall. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's let's get down to it. I mean, you know. Hey, listen, this could easily be a seven-hour podcast, uh, so we should probably Good. not waste any time at all. <laughs> Two less people, only five shows to talk about, and we can do it. Shoot yeah, the moon. I, yeah, we can do it. If anybody can, we can. Yeah, it, it, it's true. We could. So uh, hold on one second. So I need to hear a little bit. I need a vibe report. Um, oh, yes. And we don't, we, don't have, we don't have haps here. Um, but I think before we jump into the show, we need, I mean, this is five nights at the cap. We need a little bit of a vibe check, I it's think, true. before we jump in. And you guys got to tell me. I was not there. So Ryan's our guy. So, I mean, we're talking about uh, Wednesday night, March 8th right now. Um, I mean, I was really excited about this show. You know, it was my first time seeing Goose since December, which, you know, I only, they only played like four shows in between the last time I saw them and, and the cap. But it was a long time, you know, a couple of months, uh, which which feels like a long time. Uh, but it was really good to, you know, be back. Uh, it was my first time at the Cap, which was uh, very exciting. It's a really, really awesome venue. Um, you know, the stories live up to it. The sound was great. The energy was great. Um, I took the, uh, for the first night, I was soundboard rail, um, like at the, the Peter corner uh, of the soundboard rail ended up moving a little bit further back as the, as the run progressed because it was getting very tight uh, on most of the floor. Um, but, you know, the, the vibes were great. Honestly, I feel like the energy in the room escalated as the run went on. You know, there wasn't uh, like people didn't come in super fresh and crazy on Wednesday night, and then it was kind of tapering off by Sunday. It felt like Saturday by Saturday and Sunday, the energy was at a high, uh, which was really cool. But going into this, um, you know, the crowd was excited for the band to get on. And they jump into this jam, pretty much. And nobody has any idea what's going on. I'm trying to figure out if this is a new song. People are like, the, you know, kind of sounds like they're playing Into the Mist, but it's Peter's not on guitar, and it's a weird thing. But it's a really cool jam. Yeah, man. I, I was at home trying to do the live set list thread, and I was losing <laughs> my mind because I had no idea what was going on. Um, so I was, I was terrified and, uh, I was jumping over to Mastodon 
trying to look at like what Jive was going to post <laughs> because I didn't have the guts to go first. And uh, you ended up posting question marks, right? Well, no, I, I I thought it was a song. I like I it was like just it sounded just composed enough that I I actually believed this was a new song, and it was just kind of a jam. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I didn't know what to do. Uh, Jive, what were you thinking in that moment? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was. I was thinking kind of the same thing. Um, and I think I, I think I posted, um, you know, like new song question marks. I waited a couple minutes because, you know, they have, they have come out with a, with an opening jam. It's rare, but they've done it. So I waited a couple minutes, but yeah, I agree. It kind of sounded like it was something. Um, so I threw up new song with some question marks. Now the nice thing about Mastodon is that you can edit your, your posts. So <laughs> your toots, you know, so I kind of felt, Kind of felt like the pressure was off a little bit, um, but yeah, first first set list on Masson, I was like, oh, okay, cool, we're 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 heading right out with something that's completely confusing and nobody knows what the fuck's going on. The jam itself, I thought was super cool. I mean, I yeah, you know, and, and I've and I've gone back and listened to it, um, you know, a couple times, and yeah, it's it's actually a really a really cool five minutes or so, mm-hmm. um, and then they, you know, obviously you know, return back to the ending of, of Electric Avenue, um, which uh, wasn't really on my radar. I mean, I'm, I'm not thinking about like finishing versions of, you know, Electric Avenue. So I was, I wasn't thinking about that. You're not at all. really, you're not really thinking about Electric Avenue very much. are yeah, you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and I mean, and we knew they weren't playing Electric Avenue again when they, when I actually, for it, so. a second, um, I thought they might have been playing it again, and my first thought was, huh, "Brian must be rolling around right now." <laughs> I well, I couldn't believe it. I like, I just, <laughs> I was like, "There's no way, like, this is gonna be yeah. Electric Avenue," and then there it was. I don't but. hate Electric Avenue. Um, <laughs> you think there are covers that should be played more? So, and Electric Avenue gets yeah. played a lot. Electric Avenue was was, I mean, it's one of the heaviest played covers last year. We'd have to look up the info, but. Um, yeah, I mean it's no disco inferno. Um. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, this isn't unheard of. This has been done before, but like I, I think, like Jive was saying, not on his radar, not on anybody's right. radar. That I didn't even realize it was unfinished. Yeah, like they they needed to go back and like, man, like we really gotta get that. <laughs> we we gotta, gotta get that electric avenue. First we night at the gap, it. we need to finish that electric <laughs> avenue from last week in Florida. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe some people complained, you know, that they didn't finish it. Maybe they got, maybe yeah. management got a letter. Some people, it's like, it's two o'clock in the morning in Florida and you ran up against curfew and you couldn't finish Electric Avenue. It's bullshit. got to do it at the Capitol Theater next week. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm I'm happy they did this jam thing rather than yeah. just like go on stage and sing a verse of Electric Avenue. Yeah. Like, Liberty Side, like, that was actually really fucking cool. What yeah. They did. And great. I'm glad that they did it. I know, I know you said, Neil, you know, like going back and listening to it the next day, you were like, oh, like, this is really cool because you were freaking out about the setlist thread. Yeah, it was just sweating appreciate bullets. It at the time. Sweating bullets. <laughs> but they moved from that immediately. Like, I mean, they got down to business right after this 20 minute all I need in the first set. This is like some kind of jamming efficiency that I don't think we've ever seen from Goose before. They kind of hit all ends of the spectrum in this all I need by the six minute mark, we've already been in like this dark kind of jam for like two minutes. Uh, reminded me kind of of the Nash cakes, uh, this segment here, 
but man, they 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 got right into it on this all I need. Yeah, when when they yeah when they deconstructed it right off the bat, and you know Trevor was uh, was was doing some really cool stuff, and, and and when they're in that space, you know his he just stands out, you know, even so much more than the normal. So it reminded me very much of Portland Echo. Um, yep. Yeah. And, and what's, what's really interesting and, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too into it right now, but um, <laughs> this, this show, it, one of the really cool things about this show is that they came out with, with, you know, this all I need. And it was reminiscent of, of some of that, you know, winter tour um, of 2022 type, type jamming, which, which is super cool. And, you know, I think we all, I think the three of us all, all love that, you know, and then later in the show, we got a taste of some of the fall kind of some of the uniqueness of, of some of the great fall jams. Um, and then, you know, in the, you know, in the earthling or alien, we got maybe even some of like the summery kind of, kind of darkness. So, I thought it was really interesting how a lot of the improv from this night, which I mean, I guess I'll go ahead and say it right at the start of the pod night one had the best improv of the run. And I don't think it's close, mm-hmm. um, Not even close. but, I, but I thought it was really interesting how the, the styles of the improv throughout the night kind of spanned a lot of what they did last year. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know, you know, maybe that's completely unintentional and, and it's coincidental or what, but I, I, I just think that that's really kind of cool. And I don't know that I've seen anything quite like that, um, certainly in, in, in the recent past. So, but yeah, that, the, all I need is it does go to a few different really cool places. I mean, just a phenomenal jam and coming right out of the gates with, mm-hmm. you know, the, the nice little intro jam, but then this all at this, kind of a monster. I'd call this a monster. All I need. It's I mean, a monster. It's, it's big. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I was, I was kind of floored right off the bat. I was like, well, holy shit, we're, we're just going to come out and just go after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I really, really strong start. Yeah, man. I like, I just want to underscore what you said, because I was going to say exactly what you said, which is I was surprised by the breadth of jamming styles that we saw in this show. And I was also surprised by like right away. And I think we were all talking about it while it was happening, which is like, I mean, they just dove right back into like winter 2022. And uh, I agree with you both. Like there was definitely a bit of like Trevor's base plotting through your nightmares uh, in this jam, just like Nash cakes. And then there was definitely that really dark edge on this, just like Portland echo. And those are two jams that I think are really just emblematic, emblematic of what sound. they did early on in, in the tour. So yeah, man, th- this thing was killer and there, there's so much depth to this, this jam and yeah. Uh, yeah. Like absolutely loved it. And uh, I just was so excited at the time. I was like, Holy shit. Like, here we go. Like, I mean, yeah, like, like, they, they just came it. out the gate. Goose like, I mean, I mean, they could have come out of the gate and done like Atlas dogs. It would have been like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Well, they like, they could have played the middle of this set before the all I need, you know, right. and then it would have been. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it was just a, like a, like a, like a treat to start the day where it was just like, Oh man, here we go. This is going to be a really, really amazing run. And I just love the way they kicked it off. Yeah. And I mean, I also want to say like, you know, the crowd was very excited as this all I need started getting going. And when they got into that, 
kind of lookout Clevelandy kind of motif around. I think it's like 12, 13 minutes in, they get into that out of the darkness. Like, and, and Rick and Peter started doing those, like that, like bluesy trading thing that they did. Um, I think the happiest person in the building at that moment was Spuds. Uh, he looked so excited while they were doing that, but the way they just organically found that kind of laid back, like we're going to trade some licks here space was so cool. And then the bliss jam at the end. And then of course we would not be, uh, doing our duty if we did not call out the band for trolling us on the second jam. Um, it was mean. He played the second jam for just enough time for everybody in the venue to process what was happening start cheering really loudly and then get the rug pulled out from under them. I, I like, you know, I lost my mind immediately. I turned to, uh, I turned to Garrett and like the two of us were like, Oh my God, they're doing it. And then by the time that was out of my mouth, he was already doing the Dr. Darkness intro. Um, and you know, getting confirmation that that was a purposeful troll of us by the band. was just a Peter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's a more effective troll if they would have like, it's kind of like a fake out, I guess. You know what I mean? No, but you can hear on the soundboard, you can hear the crowd go nuts for the second oh, jam yeah. and then get the rug pulled out. I think that's a very effective troll. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I guess I think it would be, maybe it would be a little bit cooler if you're going to, because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you're you're pulling the all I need second jam and then you're dropping Dr. Darkness. Um, and I look, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a Dr. D hater. Um, I'm not going to get into all that, but I do think if I'm trolling that, you know, maybe you, you fake that all I need second jam and then you drop into jive two right there. That would have been sick. Alas. Yeah. That would, that would have been cool. I mean, I like Dr. Darkness, honestly. Like I, I don't, I don't get, the hate for it. Like I understand, you know, wanting a, a big, a bigger song or maybe a more upbeat song after the all I need, but I actually really like this song a lot. Um, I, yeah. I didn't feel that this set lost momentum at any point. Like, I mean, yeah, there was a dip in the energy after, you know, we thought we were getting the second jam, but I thought they regained it pretty quickly uh, with Dr. Darkness. And I was really excited to get butterflies as well. Those, this is my first butterflies. Um, you know, that, that ending jam just kills. And I, as you know, Neil, you, you've always said like, we're going to get a big one someday. <laughs> I, I mean, that's my hope. It's, I mean, the jam that you get in that song is truly unique and it's not really a yeah. jam because they haven't really taken it for a walk yet, but the things they could do with that space that, that, that song creates, I, I think would be amazing. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping they hear this. No, I'm not hoping they hear this because they're not going to hear this. But like, you know, <laughs> like I, I hope somehow I'm like putting it out into the universe that they just kind of do this kind of droning jam out of that and just really carry it out and, and see where that goes. Because it is a truly unique Goose song. There, There is no other Goose song that's really like this one in terms of the, the space that it enters when it gets into the jam. Yeah, that that, that sonic field at the end... Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we're always right there with you when you talk about that, that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll all high five Neil, uh, you know, when it does, because, you know, you were the you were the pioneer of of that thought. So people for um, jammed out butterflies. It just feels so not it just feels like it would be such a natural, 
you know, launch pad into some mm-hmm. really cool exploration. Um, and, and it could go just about anywhere. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, and look, you know, set one night, one of five, um, you know, you also just know that you're going to get a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I, there were no big surprises here for me. Um, you know, we didn't know what they were going to play, but you know, it, we, it's not a, it's not a festival set. Um, right. it's five nights at the cap and you're going to get, the, you're going to get a lot of stuff. I was really happy with, um, with, you know, overall, I think with the flow of this set, I mean, and, and dropping the jive two there. Yeah, I mean, we've been okay. waiting for it. Uh, I've uh, been waiting for it. Show number, uh, this was show number 18 for me in my first jive two. Uh, so I was so happy to get that, you know, clav tweet, Trevor bass solo, you know, had it all Trevor, uh, this Jive 2 has the first ever band member submission of a tease for Elgoose.net. Uh, Trevor himself let me know that he teased Earthling or Alien in the Jive 2, um, which I then verified. Um, but very well, excited. I'm glad you verified it for Trevor. What I wanted to I wanted to make sure, you know, but uh, so it, Trevor it submitted Ryan Storm verified. Elgoose.net team <laughs> verified. There's a common misconception out there that I am the Elgoose.net tease verification team. Um, Neil can uh, vouch for the fact that there are other people involved in the process. Uh, you're not the team. You're just the gatekeeper. Um, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, we all appreciate it. Uh, if Trevor well, tells me he teased it, then I mean, I'm just then I'm dropping it in. I wanted to go and listen <laughs> for it anyway to hear where it was. If Trevor tells me anything, I'm listening because uh, I don't it's think true. he tells anybody much. So, but this so. had been on the shelf for a while, and I think that that yeah. was that was yeah. my my point is that you know this was a long time coming, and so twenty one show gap. So yeah, so really happy to to see it back because because this one this one being uh, you know on the shelf for that long just boggles my mind. Yeah, um, it's the longest gap for the song in four years. Yeah, and you know it's. I feel like maybe before we went on the air with Peter um, on the Jam of the Year pod, I, I think we might have mentioned Jive 2, just as we were all getting our personal, you know, not requests in, but, you know, just asking some questions. You know what I mean? Just like re- doing some, like, it was like journalism. Recon, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, we were, we were just kind of asking questions and getting the answers that the people want. And I think the people, <laughs> the people want, as in us. people want to know where's Jive Two, right? So where the fuck is Jive Two? We want to know. Um, so we got it, and and, got and, it. and 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 I think that that's I think that that's awesome. Yeah, and and you know his first of many bass solos uh, throughout the week, man. Trevor, I mean, I'm gonna keep saying it over and over again, but Trevor is my MVP of the cap run, 100 percent. Leading jams in a in a way that we have never heard him lead jams before, absolutely destroying everything. Like, you know. Also, I think it really helps that um, I do. Also, I want to shout out uh, Eric Loomis, who's the the front of house sound guy for Goose. Uh, has only been with them since the beginning of Taboo's tour. Um, I felt that he really got the sound dialed in over this run. Um, it was his twentieth show on uh, on Sunday. Uh, of the cap run, which is exciting. Um, but want to shout out Loomis for that amazing, amazing job with the front of house sound this run. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of Trevor, you know, 
I think we've seen more confidence from Trevor in this run. Mm-hmm. We've seen several solos in places where we didn't expect them. And he didn't was... expect the drive to one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think they just kind of were like, go. <laughs> and he was yeah. just like, all right, like, I guess so. <laughs> like, but it was great. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's such a capable musician. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that it's, I think that it's great that, that he gets the spotlight on him. Um, you know, more than just kind of the traditional spots where, you know, where, where you expect it or where it kind of happens every time in that song or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially do love those, those bass solos that are unexpected. Um, yeah. Just makes them that much more special. So good job by, good job by Eric too, by the way, just to, to follow on, on what you were saying, you know, and that's, uh, that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough, you know, coming in with, with an act, you know, on the rise, uh, like goose and, and stepping in. And I thought about that cause we, you know, we stood right next to him in Boulder. Um, and so, you know, we, we, we were just standing right there, you know, so you could watch him a little bit and, you know, watching his, just how he works and how he, you know, kind of, you know, is he laser focused or does he kind of look around the crowd and like kind of, you know, feel that a little bit and, and things like that. So it was kind of, it was kind of cool. He seems like a really cool guy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know there was a deal where he was doing the soundboards for a while and then kind of, you know, Peter took that back over or whatever, but that's, that's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? That's a, that's, that's a different skill. <laughs> yeah. That's a different skill altogether. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, to, you know, go on and on for a minute about that. Just, just to follow on what you were saying that, yeah, good yeah. job by him. Um, seems like, seems like they've, uh, you know, obviously they, uh, it's always about the crew and the family, you know, with goo. So nice to see him be embraced and, you know, do his thing and yeah. Good job. Hell yeah. Let's talk about this earthling or alien. Um, I listened to it a couple hours ago and, you know, again, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder whether it's better than chrysalis. Um, I, you know, I may need to listen to chrysalis again, but, to me, this Earthling has an intent that Chrysalis doesn't. Uh, you know, obviously, the, the amazing part about the Chrysalis Earthling comes out of the fact that Rick pops a string mid-jam. So there's not the intent there, and they find the space by accident, which is really cool. But this Earthling, you know, they go into it. Rick lays into this cow funky wah stuff and then starts doing this crazy, like, octave up whammy, like, dissonant, you know, arpeggio stuff. Trevor, again, just leading with like these like, you know, super low notes. Peter getting wild on the synths. I just, I mean, it's a really incredible piece of improvisation here. It's, you know, it's the efficiency, you know, that I think that you're, they're talking about. And, and yeah, and, and, and here's the thing, you know, it's like, you know, Earthling or Alien is, uh, you know, some people like it and, and some people don't like it as much. And but everybody likes likes the jams. Um, but one of the things about some of those Earthling or Alien jams last year is that I, I kind of felt they there was an inefficiency at times. And and I never you know, I had I, I don't know, but I, I can't remember where you guys had it. But, you know, I definitely didn't have Chrysalis ERA as high on my list um, in my final 64 as a lot of people did. And that was always kind of part of it for me is that it was always a struggle for me on re-listen to get through 
everything to, 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 to this, to where I wanted to get to, you know what I mean? So this one, that's what kind of, I kind of really like this one. Um, and it's, yeah, it's the second big dope jam of the night. Um, and yeah, I just, it's, it, it might be, um, it might be the most efficient, if we look at efficiency and quality, I mean, th- this, this might be near the top for me in terms of, of ERAs. So yeah, I, I, I was a big fan. You know what I mean? It, again, when it kicks in, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not jumping out of my seat, but, um, man, midway through this gym, I was like, well, shit, let's go. So I wouldn't be myself if I didn't drop a hot take that, um, nobody would Ooh. agree with. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, this Earthling or Alien has my favorite one minute segment of jamming out of the whole run. And I know what that means because there's a jam later in the show that will make you say, boy, is he wrong. But <laughs> there, there is, I mean, you know the part that I'm talking about, which is like right at the beginning part where they drop into the jam that like Trevor is has got this kind of revolving baseline um, and in the moment when we were talking about it, we were saying like, this kind of sounds like Stranglehold and it does. So like, if you know the Ted Nugent song Stranglehold, um, it, it like kind of somewhat reminds you of that. Like, not that I'm a Ted Nugent fan or anything, but Hey, uh, <laughs> it's a classic rock radio staple. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. The space that they found in that, uh, it's, it's such an incredible jam segment. And I absolutely love it. I love it so much. Do you love it so much that you want to go to Florida? No, absolutely not. And I know where you're going with this and no. Um, But there is an even like not equally as remarkable jam segment that comes on the end where Rick is really like toying with some effects that he has where he gets like a really unique sound in this. And they do a lot of exploration in this. And it's just it's awesome. And the other note that I have for this, if you're listening to people or listening to Peter sing the words in this song, uh, he sang them differently. Yeah. So he said, I mostly eat the plants instead of scandal of scandals. I only eat the plants. So, I mean, Peter's veganism now called into question. Brian, how do you feel about this? (laughs) I'm not ready to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel that betrayed? was surprising to me. It was, um, but and maybe he's saying other words differently. But that's the one that stuck out to me. Yeah, I see. I didn't hear it at the time, uh, but Paige Caruso uh, pointed it out today uh, in the Algoos Times group chat, and I was like, "Oh, like interesting." <laughs> maybe he's interesting thing. maybe he's singing that like on behalf of the band, like a, you know, as a you band. you know what you whatever helps you sleep at night. Mostly, I don't know. I mean, I don't. And maybe he was feeling protein deficient that day. And he just had like a Slim Jim. Like, I mean, who the fuck knows? Uh, <laughs> like, that's what possible. happened. Anything's well, possible. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, just to to go back to, to what Neil was saying, I'm not as intimately familiar with Ted Nugent's catalog. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. So I didn't, I didn't hear the, the Strangler, whatever it was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, look, just just a phenomenal jam and, and I think you know we'll we'll wrap up the set here and, and move along but just two two really amazing jams um in set one so uh just hard to not hard to not you know I, I I don't know what you were thinking at the show Ryan but 
hard not to kind of end this set one without feeling really, really good about oh, how I was, things started. I was very excited. Um, you know, got my got my set break bathroom break in early during so ready. It was great. Um, but yeah, I was very, very happy with this first set. Um, and I'm ready to dive into set two. Like this is a really another a really good set. Uh, again, we opened with this wisteria. You know, coming off of 2022, which is undoubtedly the year of the wisteria, first version of 2023, and you know they really like they, this was a a trend. Uh, I mean, for this set, at least the two improvisational songs, just shredding the absolute fuck out of the song, like the type one portion of this wisteria. Rick just going for it. Um, I, I think it's longer than it usually is uh, before they drop into the regular jam. But yeah. wow, like the energy in the room was just going nuts. And then they drop into this beautiful, beautiful jam uh, in the second half. And to me, this I was immediately like, okay, like, you know, the first set, the, the bigger jams, the two big jams in the first set were kind of very dark oriented. You know, the All I Need and the Earthling both – the memorable parts of them are the, is the darkness. Like the All I Need has some light in it as well. But the second set, they immediately go into this wisteria that gets into this very Peter on piano-led bliss section. And I thought it was awesome. Really nice juxtaposition with the first set. And I mean, obviously nowhere close to the bliss jam that comes later in the second set that we're going to talk about in a minute. But I thought this wisteria was great. Um, you know, I don't know if it's going to, how long it's going to stay on my playlist, uh, but it's on there for now. I mean, it's, it's really good and interesting. I had a couple thoughts when I listened to this. My first thought when they played it was like, holy shit, they're playing all of their jams in the first night. Like we got all I need and Wisteria in the first night. And it was like, what are they going to have left after five nights? Um, and then my kind of second thought was this, this jam, this Wisteria, very reminiscent of like early 2021. So if you go back mm. and you listen to like the Sewanee Wisteria or you listen to the Caverns Wisteria, they both have a similar vibe. And like that vibe hasn't really come back since then in Wisterias. And man, like, boy, do I love a Blissey Wisteria. I mean, it, like I remember years ago when we were doing the, what was that app called again? Where we all like got together and Clubhouse. talked about uh, on Clubhouse. Sunday shenanigans. And, yeah, and we were on like Clubhouse talking about that Sewanee with Syria. And I think I was saying the same exact things, which is this this Bliss Jam is just outrageously good. And I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with all of that. Um, really strong uh, first jam. And, you know, Rick dropping, you know, this, this, I feel like maybe in, in all I need, I, I noticed it a little bit too, but definitely in the wisteria, you started to pick up on that, that heavier tone, um, you know, that we started to see a little bit more towards the latter part of last year, which, which I just love. I mean, I just, I love that just fucking growling heavy tone. Speaking of Suwani, um, yeah, not so much, not so much in the wisteria at that show, but right. you know, the, the, all I need in that Jive Lee were just, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's just absolutely ripping, uh, through the amp that night. Um, yeah, 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 I agree. This wisteria, it's like, um, it does, it, it is reminiscent of, of some of that earlier stuff. Uh, even, but even, even for me, like I thought of NOLA, New Orleans from last year, which was kind of, you know, there's just so many good w- w- wisterias. It's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Um, 
but I thought I thought this one is kind of is kind of in that boat in terms of last year's versions where it's really strong, but you know it's gonna get out outdone, outclassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I on re-listen, I, I'm st- it's still really strong to me. I still really do like it. That that the nice chill sec. You know, the last four or five minutes, it's just so chill and beautiful. I mean. Um, you know, and coming out of just the ripping ending of that first jam. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's just so, ch- it's just so serene um, and pretty sounding. So yeah, it's a, I'm a, I'm a really big fan of this. I, I think, you know, that some of the, some of the people that I've been, you know, outside of our group, you know, that I've been talking to online, I think there seems to be a camp that's like, oh yeah, there were three amazing jams night one. And then there's a camp that was like, oh yeah, there were four amazing jams night one. I'm And I'm in the latter. I mean, I, I have this wisteria, which seems to be the one that some people are leaving out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think this is an amazing jam. And I'm not worried right now if it's going to be on this list or that list at the end of the year or whatever. I, I, I'm just, I'm really happy to be re-listening to it right now and regardless of how many better versions they play, this is really, really good stuff um, that they dropped. So yeah. Yeah. Top, 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 top jam. Number four jam of the night, you know, yes, but still, but really good jam, but four really solid jams. It's a high bar. And then we get a rare mid set doobie song, uh, you know, also coming off of, uh, you know, a few encore appearances, the last two show gaps on this song have been over 30 shows. Uh, so cool to see this one crop up again. I like this placement much more than the encore personally coming off after a big jam. Also in between two big jams as it would be, but I think it works well as a landing pad. Everyone gets to groove, smoke a little weed, you know, like cool kid, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good. <laughs> I, I, I think this was the first, non-encore version you'd have to go all the way back to 2021 i think uh i think yep. i looked it up that night like but but yep. i can't remember but but i but i want to say every version in in 2022 um which there were yep it was played yeah, the last times, it was played four times last year and every time was an encore so the last non-encore doobie was 11 7 21 in atlanta when it closed the first set or yeah. second set so, sorry yeah so so i agree i i I, I like, and, and I don't mind it as an encore, by the way. I think it's, uh, I, I actually kind of like it. As hey, an listen, encore. I think it's DC night one had it as an encore. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a, there, there's a lot of songs, um, th- that get encore that I would take doobie over. So I'll, I'll say that, mm. but yeah, this was, I thought this was a really cool spot for it. Um, just, you know, the, the only thing that I would, like if I had if I had everything my way, um, is I would, I would um, kind of like extend that outro of Wisteria and get maybe t- maybe take it a little bit out there a little bit, bring things down, and then slowly bring Doobie out of that. You know what I mean? Um, I think th- I think that would would sound really really cool. Um, and I think I think on some of the jams, um, I I think one of the things that happens with the goose sometimes in some of these jams is 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 how to end it. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it was. It, it was either night four, or night five. There was one that was almost kind of comical because they were really 
don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. I can't remember what it was, but not off the top of my head. They were nobody knew exactly like Ben was doing some some classic kind of drum setup to the ending, but Peter was also kind of doing it. And it's and they kind of I think they even laughed a little bit about it. Uh, I'll have to try to remember maybe as we're talking through the rest of the stuff what that might have been, but um, yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes maybe just I'd like to see him just bring it down. You know, you know, Doobie's on the list. So, mm-hmm. eh, you know, you have to end it. Just, just bring it way down. Yeah. yeah Five Night Run, you're getting just... a Doobie, like a mid-set Doobie. Not... When that came out, I was like, hell yeah. It's like a Five Night Run. Like, let's go. Like, we're going to dig deep in this catalog and we're going to get, like, stuff that you're not used to. So, let's talk about this drive. Let's talk yeah. about this fucking drive. I think we're going to call it the Doobie Drive. Doobie Drive, but oh my god, what a drive this was. So starting off, before we even get into the jam, that like brief guitar solo that Rick takes before the jam or what used to be before the O part, it was like four times the length of normal. Um, I mean, in the room, the place was just going nuts as he just like peaked it again and again and again and again. It was awesome. Because Two Guitar Goose is awesome. When Rick is just shredding, Peter's laying down that foundation. It was it was such a cool moment just to be like, holy shit, like, he's not letting this go. Like, you know, he wasn't content with just the, you know, three or four times around the chord progression that the, he normally does there before moving on to the jam proper. Um, what was interesting after this also was it sounds like he was playing the progression from the O part um, briefly, um, before going straight into the jam. You're talking about um, the composed section. The yeah. Like the, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that, that goes like B A G and it sounds like he went to the G briefly, but then realized that like, Oh, like I didn't tell the rest of the band at separate that I wanted to do this. So they're already in the jam. Um, but, and then Peter just leads us into this, this, this bliss jam. And, you know, I, I, I went earlier today just to, you know, figure out what, the, what what he was playing. And it's really just a very basic, you know, B to E chord progression. Like, a, a, and not anything super exciting, but what he's playing and the way that the band executes it makes it feel so special and unique. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Further reinforces my, my thing that I was feeling in this set. Like, okay, first set was about the darkness. Second set, they're just going for beautiful shit and wow yeah i i mean just going back to that for yeah i mean rick just completely shredded that and more just that heavy oh my gosh i mean just Shout the out heavy to his new tone just the gnarly shit that he's that he's putting out there tone wise and just absolutely shredding with it i mean yeah it was so good and they should have went into the old school um, you know, bridge or, or compose section, whatever, because, you know, that, that's, that's what we want. And boy, that would have been a money time. That would have been a really money time to do it too, to, to, to give us that again, because that it just, I mean, the, the shreddery there was downright, uh, ridiculous. And then the, the super gorgeous, just so gorgeous that, that jam. And this is where we get into kind of, you know, some of that nice, sweet finger picking, just coming in soft, you know, a nice, 
foundation of beauty and and yeah you know it's reminiscent obviously of like the rosewood and the pancakes and the drip field from the fall and so really really cool to 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 see that i think it i just i think it works really really well i and and i and i'm guessing that's why they keep doing it because you're to the because you know obviously we're talking about rick shredding that so hard but the whole band is also just you know it's yeah it's yeah you know what i mean that the whole thing it's like a high speed train just just going down the tracks and just crush everybody's crushing everybody's it's it's loud but it's but everybody's together it's precise at the same time you know what i mean it's just i think that's why it sounds so amazing is it's not just that rick is shredding but everything underneath that is is also so good mm-hmm. and and so that to go from that and into just this beautiful just gorgeous jam i i i just i think it really works so well yeah when, when we did the day after i was talking about it it, it sounds to me like we're going to talk about this this jam in, in two segments right there's like the, the bliss portion and there's like the kind of second part of the the drive the other 15 after yeah so like (laughs) i'll I'll start by talking about that so when we were talking about this on the day after show i was saying like this is when we we talk about goose and people say like oh they're an indie groove band and it's like kind of like a like a tongue-in-cheek joke this is it right here there's a very this is very strong indie rock vibe to this jam maybe even more so than these kind of like major key blissy jams that we got in the fall and this to me sounds like and we were talking about this before we recorded explosions in the sky so like if you've ever listened or like watched friday night lights that intro music um before like the show is this band uh explosions in the sky which is this amazing like atmospheric indie rock band and this sounds so much like that and man i i could just consume this like just you know hours of this like i i mean they could just show up and just play like hours of just you know peter instigating amazing bliss jams because he really is the guy who started this if you listen real close uh peter kind of starts with this like i mean i think it's just two chords right like ryan you were saying it's a a be kind of thing but he's playing he what what he's doing is he's emphasizing specific notes so what he's right. playing is f sharp b e b okay so like going off of that for like anyone he, who cares about that sort yeah. of thing he's <laughs> laying this kind of foundation for this jam and like he starts it off and he's really eager to get into it and then rick just kind of does what rick does and just absolutely takes off and i can't say enough about this jam people say it's overrated i disagree <laughs> so strongly. i scoff at you i scoff at them um <laughs> it's it's beautiful and you know it's you know but wait there's more um you know mm-hmm. once this this ends there's a whole i mean i don't know how much i mean i think it's almost 10 minutes after Fif- this. Oh, 15 minutes it's almost yeah. 15 minutes it's almost 15 minutes and and that jam while not nearly as good as this this jam that like we're we're enamored with is spectacular it's a yeah. very, very good jam. It's that last five minutes of the jam, that space that they get into where it's somewhere in between major and minor key. Peter does this thing to his piano where it's like a really like abrupt delay. It's like a like, but so he hits it and it plays like a and it's, it's, 
you you know what I mean when I when I make that sound effect that sounds nothing like what the jam yeah, actually I sounds guess. like. I'm picking up but, the groove that they get into there. Also, this is a big spuds moment where he really makes this segment of the jam. I I've listened to this drive probably seven times in the last two days. Um, you know, since, since That's the board's dropped, like I, I, I know I, I got to pump the numbers up it's rookie numbers. Um, but every time I'm like, I get so lost in this bliss jam. And then they get into the second jam. I'm like, okay, drive second jam. Peter on the clav. It's awesome. And then this ending segment hits. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's not like they play a really cool bliss jam for five minutes. And then it's like, all right, we're going to, you know, play the drive second jam for 15 minutes. Like, you got to you stick through all 29 minutes because it's worth it. You know, yep. not not because the second half of the jam isn't as good as the first half. And this ending segment is so good. Yeah. And, and so I, I wonder if some of the people that might not like this one as much um, or say that it's overrated a little bit, may, you know, maybe it's because the second jam is not, you know, it's 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 not maybe not on par with the first jam. The The second jam to me is. It's it's a little bit of an old school drive jam. I feel like mm. um, just kind of straightforward um, dance party rock type stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a whole, this is this is a, a really awesome drive. I, we were talking before, you know, maybe not up there with uh, you know DC from last year uh, or you know Bingo Tour is is another you know may, maybe goat version for a lot of people. But yeah, this one, this one has a lot going for it. And here, I need to play this. I need to play this one part real quick. Um, oh, we got a clip. Hold on. Hold on. I just, here it is. It's. Uh... Let me start it over. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Dude, that, I know exactly Peter calling what you're the cops. That shit that Rick does right there was so fucking cool. And, That's Peter. Uh, what? Like you're talking about the weird sireny stuff? Yeah, I thought that that was Rick doing that. Okay. Peter's so got this is this so this is this Moger Foger delay pedal. Um and if you watch his rig tour video, uh, from last year, he talks about how if you down? turn if you turn one of the dials up to a certain point, it becomes like its own tone, uh, which yeah. is what that siren thing is that he kind of messes with. Okay, cool, um, so cool. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was Rick just because of kind of kind of how I was hearing it coming out of the other because Rick's doing some crazy shit there too. Yeah, the lines the the I know the line six delay will make some really cool sounds like that uh, when you get down into the dials, uh, but anyway. Uh, it sounds so cool. So good job by Peter if that was him. And yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, so, it, you know, the part in Tweezer after the Uncle Ebenezer part where shit gets crazy mm. and and Trey will dial something in that kind of will rotate around on. And sometimes it just lines up perfectly to drop back into the main Tweezer. Like that's kind of what what that that was the first thing that I thought of when I heard mm. that. But I was like, holy shit, that was fucking just just perfect awesome. timing and, yeah. and sounded so cool how they did that. 
Yeah, you can call definitely. the cops on guitar as well as keys. Yeah, I like jumped out of my chair when that happened. And it, the funny thing is, when you started playing that clip, I was like, I know exactly where he's going with this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that is fucking killer. And you know, the beauty of like improvisational music is every once in a while, everything lines up just right, and it did right there. It's gorgeous. Yeah. What a drive! Yeah, what they played drive. other songs, and then in the and show. then we can't <laughs> they we did? can't not mention we can't not mention the loose ends. Ending. Yes, of course, of course. Yeah, right. The first of of two, you know, many two official, yeah, loose yeah. ends. But yeah, there, there was a vibe happening. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Yeah, and I think a lot of people thought that on night five it was coming. I wasn't yeah. as confident. I wasn't confident enough to put it in my picks, but I thought it was coming. I mean, I, I you know, after all those teas, I kind of thought it was coming, but it's gonna, it'll come. There were, there, yeah. It'll come back. You know, it's, it, they haven't played the song itself since Radio City, uh, I don't think. But, you know, we got a couple of nice teases in here. It's always a fun lick. You know, I obviously, me being the nerd that I am, I love when a tease happens. Um, so similarly, like, the, you know, the Jive 2 tease and Earthling in the first set when I heard that, I was like, oh, like, you know. Uh, and so the Loose Ends was an exciting moment uh, to hear. Um, but yeah, it was great. And then set closes with Yeti and Eurotian. Um, I feel like it maybe would have gone better to close the set if the two songs were inverted. Um, you know, I really love Eurotian as a landing pad after a big jam. Um, I mean, I love the song and I, I still thought the placement was great. Um, but I think Yeti works better as a set closer, um, in this scenario. Uh, a first set closer. <laughs> hey, oh, <laughs> Hey, why don't we talk about the encore? How about that? Let's talk about the uh, encore. This is a sick pancakes. Yeah, I mean, well, the interesting thing is it always grateful to have an encore like pancakes, right? Yeah. You know, it could have been anything and you get a pancakes for the encore. And again, I'm thinking like, man, they're like, they're emptying the tank of like all of these jams that I really love, right? Like we got yeah. all I need. And they'd only played one cover or yeah, like half a cover. Yeah, we've, we've got Wisteria, we've got Drive. And then they're playing pancakes in the encore. And I was like, oh man, you know, where are they going to go with this? I think the one piece of disappointment that I had is they did not have enough breathing room to play pancakes the way I think pancakes deserve, deserves to be played. And that was kind of a drag, but I mean, Hey man, a pancakes encore is pretty great. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. they'll give you a big one in Boston next week. What's up? Yeah. Yeah, when you look at the rest of the five, when you look at how the sets were laid on the rest of the five nights, I, I do think that, yeah, maybe pancakes might have been a little bit wasted here. Um, yep. But on the other side of that, of that coin, you know, sometimes with, with a lot, sometimes with, with a lot of these songs, you know, it's sometimes a 12 minute just fire pancakes is is a it's great a way to, to end it. It is a, I mean, it is a great encore. It doesn't have to, it, it, it kind of takes the pressure off it of how, of, Okay, well, we got to we got to take it out there and see what happens. You know, I mean, there's always a little bit of a risk with that. You know what I mean? So it is nice to have a, a just a nice, straightforward, you know, rockin' type one, if you will, pancakes in the encore slot. Yeah, yeah, no problems with that. Brilliant. Yeah, Hell great yeah. ending cool. to a great show. It was yep. agreed. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking oh. about great shows, right? You're thinking about what are they playing in the first set? What are they playing in the second set? And also, what is the encore? And that—that that is, I mean, that is how you make a great show. You you finish off your show 
with an absolute banger of a song. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into night two, uh, Thursday, March the 9th. Um, yeah, set one, jive one opener. Um, and I'm just going to kind of run run through this because I, you know, I, I, I think it. obviously we're, we're going to try to move move through these a little bit quicker than night one. Um, but uh, yeah, Jive One, Atlas Dogs, um, you know, old school version, but Sans Jam, uh, Elizabeth, California Magic, Born, Old Man's Boat, and Rockdown. So we'll talk about some of these a little bit more. But yeah, I mean, I mean, to kick it off, uh, I like a Jive One opener. Uh, I think it's a nice opener. Atlas Dogs was a little bit surprised that it was just such a such a quick non-jam version, uh, but do like the always a fan of the OG style. Uh, for me, the first thing probably to talk about it all would would be the Elizabeth though, which which had a really nice extended jam, kind of like Elizabeth tends to do, gives you a nice fire uh, jam, not. Maybe not much in the in, in in the lines of you know incredible improv that we'll want to go back to over and over, but mm-hmm. but a really first nice jam of the night for sure. Yeah, I mean if you're an Elizabeth lover like I am, um, you're I always looking for that Elizabeth jam, right? And you know the interesting thing here is I would have thought they would have opened this show with Elizabeth because um, they do like an Elizabeth opener here and there and. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. I, and, and that's like the first part of the set where I was like, all right, like, here we go. Like, we're going to get right back to where we were in night one. And I don't think that actually did happen. Um, but this was like kind of the, the first glimpse of them really kind of digging in and jamming. I mean, the Jive One was like a solid 11 minutes. Um, but like, I don't think it really got anywhere crazy. And then Atlas Dogs, like you said, is was surprisingly short. Um, and yeah, it's a I'm shame. Not... It's a shame that it, it was as short as it was, but mm-hmm. yeah, it really dug that Elizabeth. Well, I, I'm not really expecting Atlas dogs to be jammed anymore. Again, you know, we've talked about this a lot, how goose yep. is lacking in the really good five minute song department. And I think Atlas dogs fills that nicely. And so I'm, I'm willing to now go into it expecting, okay, they're playing Atlas dogs. They're going to play the song. Then they're going to move on. And if I get surprised by a jam, awesome. If I don't, I love the song, so I, I'm not going to complain about seeing it again. Um, and yeah, Elizabeth was great. Really, really, really nice. A little bit of churn in there, as Elizabeth does well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good Elizabeth for sure. Good um, stuff. And so then California Magic, uh, which, you know, it's, it's a song that I really like. Uh, I will admit at this point in the set, I was kind of starting to think, okay, I mean... Maybe night, maybe night one isn't isn't going to be repeated um, in terms of you know big jams and multiple big jams and and things of that nature. Uh, but then Born kicks in, and so now we're thinking, oh, okay, okay, here we go. But it didn't sound like Born normally sounds. Uh, we had a little bit of a kind of a new feel, higher tempo feel. Um, and Ryan, you'll probably double tell time, us more double time feel. I was just going to say you'll probably give us the you know, all the lingo and, you know, kind of music doctor stuff. Uh, but to me, it just sounded fast. Um, that's the word I used. Mm-hmm. And it did have a long jam. It was it was interesting because we had this, this higher tempo version of the song proper. And then we had a really laid back 
jam. Mm -hmm. And I, this jam was almost a little bit too laid back. It kind of felt to me, it kind of felt like it maybe, maybe just meandered a bit um, and was, was looking for somewhere to go and, uh, and, and maybe never quite found exactly what, what, what it was looking for. I, to be honest, I haven't gone back and listened to this one a ton. Um, but, uh, but I always liked the born. Obviously we had the huge born, uh, la you know, last year in Dylan that, that did so well in the bracket. So, you know, some other strong versions as well. So, so we know it's there. Love to see them taking it to those spaces for sure. So looking forward to, uh, and also, also make continue to kind of change things up on that song. So definitely always looking forward to hearing born. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think? So I, I got to say, I'm not 100% sold on this double time born. Um, you know, I really like the, the slower, more emotional uh, version yep. that we've been used to. Um, yep. Obviously, you know, at first with the fast echo, I wasn't 100% sold on it. Now I'm all in on fast echo. So, and I'm sure there were people that when mm -hmm. they slowed all I need down, were like, oh, you know, the fast one, you know, I miss it. So given time, it's possible that this one could become better. And, you know, the none of us were fans when they first introduced slow all I need. So we can't speak to that. I one. was, you were, <laughs> Oh yeah. I think I was also, but I was I never mean, really a fan of fast. All in, I need in June, happen. 2019, you were, Oh yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. I mean, we're, we're talking almost four years ago. I mean, yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll say this about this born. I, I mean, wow. They're, they, they've taken so many unique attempts at playing born. Right. We've talked about this a bunch, like the slow synth build. And then like, you know, like all these other versions that they do. And then this is just like another kind of stab at a tune that like, I don't know, maybe they just don't want to play it all the time. The way that it sounds on the album. Yeah. Like I, like, I think they enjoy crowd participation, but like maybe like it does feel kind of weird if you're up there mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got all of the crowd singing along to one of your songs. And that's the only one. Right. I, I felt that with this too. arrangement, I, I felt that with this arrangement, it slid into a more extended jam. It, like it, it felt much easier than in the previous arrangements. Like even even the Dylan yeah, like one a, that yeah, went really stuff. long, it felt yeah. like there was like it takes some effort to get out of that groove and go somewhere different. This new well, arrangement, it, it felt like they got there with more ease. Like it was a smoother transition. Yeah, is it maybe easier to? slow the tempo going into it going into kind of uh improv territory versus the opposite of you know coming out of something slow and i don't know yeah Maybe. and you know the other thing that i have to say about this jam which is like kind of this is i think is what kind of ryan was talking about which is all right this is new territory this is a different approach to the song and it didn't it didn't gel. Like, I don't think it gelled. And I, I think there was, there were moments when you listen to this, where there was a lot of space in this. And that, and you know, the funny thing about this show is there's, there, there, there's space elsewhere in the show. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, but in this particular jam, it was almost like they were kind of like waiting for somebody to do something that like was going to like spark a whole, you know, jam segment but nobody ever really kind of like picked up that ball and ran with it. So what we ended up getting in the end was like almost 17 minutes of this song that like nobody ever really kind of picked it up and did anything. 
it was cool. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think it sounds like I'm like talking about this jam, like it sucked. It definitely didn't, but it did not. It did not. And like, but like, I just, I guess I was hoping for more. Mm. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you hate Bourne so much. Uh, I love Bourne. I absolutely love Bourne. And actually, this Stop dating thing, Neil. The, you know, the funny thing about this one, actually, we were talking about the sing along. Um, sorry, Brian, but like, it is the crowd took a minute to like jump into the sing along. And then it did actually happen uh, when they were doing it. Um, but yeah, you know, then, then the jam ensued. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. 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 And look, on one hand, um, I'm sure there's lots of people that love this version and love this jam. Um, so that's great. And also, I mean, we, I, I love that they do. I, I, I have no problem with trying out different stuff and taking stuff to, you know, taking stuff out there and, you know, trying to get to the place. And it's just not always, it's, it's not always going to work for everybody, for everybody's ears. And that's okay. I got no problem. I got no big problems with it. You know what I mean? Um, so, okay. So nobody here likes Bourne anymore. Uh, let's move on to... <laughs> That's what we it's like not at all what I was trying to say, but I guess that's the way it came off. Um, uh, so should we talk about the next boat. one? Old man's boat. Uh, boat yeah. And hey, it was a boat. It was a boat. Was like, so this is like my chance to talk about my experience at the cap. Um, and yeah. So Do this it. was my first night on on the run. I did two nights. I did this night in we the We were hall. hanging. We were hanging. Uh, we, oh, were, we were only you know, we were hanging in the second set, but we we didn't see. Yeah, you were you were like backside rail. Right there, taper rail. Yeah, and then I and then I moved back. Then you so came was, over and, and hung out with us. And uh, this was the moment in the show where I'd been to the cap before, um, but it was for Phil and friends, so it was a very different experience. There were more people. Um, there was much more more of a party at this one. But yeah. uh, let me tell you something about the 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 men's bathroom at the cap. Um, <laughs> oh, let's do it. Yeah. Um, and, and like this is oh this is the God. one thing I wanted to talk about when we're talking about this show. So you know, went down to the men's bathroom. Of course, you know, hey, listen, if you go to a lot of goose shows, the 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 game is when they play old man's boat, you you go to the bathroom and get back before the jam starts. That yeah. that's the game. And and you yeah. know, I'm playing that's that every accounting time. Accounting for line standing in line time. By the way, Neil doesn't yeah. need to pee for eight minutes. Yes, right. So, you know, the, the, the funny thing about the cap is I don't know who designed that bathroom or who thought it was a good idea, but <laughs> there's really enough room for like maybe three, three. Maybe four grown men to like yeah. stand and pee. But like, what are there like six urinals? There's like six urinals. Yeah. You're literally like, like your, your, your elbows are intersecting with everyone else's, like the, the people's elbows on either side of you. It's, um, it's cozy. Sounds it amazing. Is, it is the most awkward situation I have ever peed in in my entire life. I'll, and I'll it's just also that. great because everybody in there makes up for the awkwardness by making a comment about it. Like, wow, they really designed this. Like, it's real yeah. cozy in here. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I love the cap. The venue is amazing. Um, like, if you want a beer, you get a beer. And you get it fast. Bathroom situation? Yeah, garbage. Sucks. Seems like, seems like maybe going to the bathroom in Garcia's is the move, but... I think the lineup for the Garcia's bathroom was like three times the length of the the lineup yeah. for the cap. They had like the, the kind of like classic single stall situation, but I don't know. I like don't want to waste a bunch of time on the pod talking well, about it. We like talked about the mission. bathroom situation. That's yeah, yeah. It's, part I mean, yeah. it's part yeah, of the it's vibe. It's part of the vibe. Part of the vibe. And we'll talk about my, you know, me meeting 
the vibe guy right outside the bathroom at the same time later in the run, which was a funny coincidence. But um, the, so this Rockdale, Rockdale this Rockdale, Rockdale. really, yeah, yeah. really solid Rockdale. I know people are going to crucify us for not calling it jam of the year and the best Rockdale and whatever. It's a really good Rockdale. Rockdale is always really good. Um, you know, I, I love the song. I love the jams that happen. This is a nice extended version. Um, you know, it's not on my playlist. Strong version. Yeah. Yeah. Strong version. A little bit of the, a little bit of the Goosemiss Aussie feel for a minute or two, uh, at the start of the jam. And then, yeah, man, a, a really good upbeat, you know, high energy jam to close it out. Like you said, you know, it's an, it is, it's a longer than, than average version. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably, oh, I mean, it's definitely the, my, my favorite, you know, part of the first upset one for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, nice. I mean, look, and, and that's the spot. I mean, that, that's just the money spot for Rockdale. Just, just absolutely love, you know, crushing out set one, you know, with a Rockdale under the break. Yeah. I think this Rockdale goes to a a couple different spaces. I really enjoyed the kind of section that was reminiscent of the Goosemiss Rockdale, which I really loved uh, in the moment. And so this one kind of sounded like it It didn't get like full on into the crazy train. Um, And then it kind of was close. Yeah. And then it kind of does that thing that is somewhere in between like, the like Italian folk song kind of Tarantella thing. And then somewhere in between Klezmer and those two things. And um, that segment was like pretty neat, but like it's a segment we've heard before for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, you know, and then it ends. Like, I think that's the the important thing to talk about when you're talking about this Rockdale, the tempo at the end of this Rockdale is outrageously fast. Um, and it's, it's really, really cool. And I think that, section right there is what makes me want to like go back and listen to this Rockdale. I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty killer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, set two is where it's at. Uh, night two for me, probably for everybody. Um, big, really big tumble to, to kick off set two, clocking in around 24 minutes. And it's a, this is a really strong tumble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, Reminded me a little bit of talking about Goosemas again, but Goosemas was another situation where it's really good tumble and tumble is one of these songs. And and this is another one of the, one of these kind of somewhat typical tumble jams, albeit extended where, I mean, it's kind of a dance party. It's kind of just, there's a lot of energy. Um, You know, there's the, the tempo is there. The energy is there. It's, it's just a really, really fun experience live. And I was really interested to go back and listen to this after hearing it, um, you know, on the stream that night. And it's, it is good. I mean, I think it's, you know, while it's not up there with a lot of the improv from night one, uh, I really do like this. I I think for me, this is one of the better tumbles that they've played. um, Certainly in in the last, you know, going back to the versions from last year. Um, So yeah, I was, it's pretty happy with this tumble uh, to start the set. I mean, I thought it was, I, I think, I think coming off this tumble, we now we're thinking, Oh, okay. So yeah, let's go. What's going on. Yeah. set two? It's big, right? So when you, when you look at this on paper, you're like, okay, big tumble. Like this is going to be, this is going to be a like absolute, you know, superstar of a jam. And I, I, I 
you know, it, it, I don't think it is that like on re-listen value, but in the moment it was, it was pretty killer. I mean, I think there's a couple really cool parts of this tumble when you go back and listen to it. I mean, Rick has like a, like a, I'm going to sound like John Schofield button. And I don't know what it is that he hits <laughs> when he does it, but he does it in this jam and he does it actually throughout this, this run, but it's, it's really super notable here. And there are a couple sections where I was just like, holy crap. Like, not only does his tone sound like Schofield, his phrasing sounds like Schofield. And if you like Schofield as much as I do, uh, that's exciting stuff. And then, you know, as this tumble goes on, I think the meat of this tumble jam kind of actually turns out to be something that is loosely based around love as a battlefield. Um, or at least that's what it sounds like to me when I listen to it. Mm. And it was super fun to dance to, dude. I was at the show and I was having a blast. You are so there's something very special about Neil at a goose show. Like nobody just has like you know, people are smiling, like I'm smiling, people are happy. But like Neil, like, you know, even when he's getting super into like when I get super into a jam sometimes, I will like not smile and just be like focused on what's happening. Neil is just like happy. He's just having a great time. You look over at him, he's just got this smile on his face. It's really wholesome, it's really awesome. Um, you know, I would recommend doing shows with Neil because it's great. Uh, hey, man, it's, it's, you know, it's that one kind of segment of your life where you get to, like, put everything to the side and you just get to, like, have fun. And, like, I, hey, I, I think that's what Tumble is. I, I love Tumble. Um, you know, I love it when they play a Tumble. And this Tumble was, was super, I mean, it was great. And it was, you know, you get a lot of it. Hey, listen, I, I also would recommend hanging out with Neil at a show and oh, you know, it just makes me think of Eau Claire just first time we met, you know, he had the captain's hat on. <laughs> I mean, you got to bring that hat just back. A, just a jewel in the crowd of, you know what I mean? Of fans. So yeah. It's yeah. Like barefoot yeah, in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> the grass was spectacular. Hey, listen, man, you know, when it's all said and done and like, you know, like five years from now, we're seeing goose shows. I'm still going to talk about, being barefoot in that luxurious grass at Eau Claire. Um, oh my no gosh. Doubt. Fair enough. Just wanted to sleep on it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was like perfect. Right. Well, I missed out. I, the border was closed. <laughs> I could not, I could not travel to the U S without spending two weeks locked in my house. In so hindsight, Jen. maybe going to a bunch of goose would have been worth it, but you know what? That's neither here nor there. I, I want to talk about this tumble a little bit. Uh, besides the pick up the pieces tease, which, you know, probably my favorite tweet of the entire week um, about myself, which, you know, the tweets happened, but somebody tweeting that they were standing behind me during this tumble jam and they watched me notice the tease, react to the tease, tweet about the tease, and then go back to dancing all within 15 seconds. And um, then and then pot about funny. yourself doing all that. Yeah, uh, well, that's not within it's, 15 seconds. It is seconds, amazing. But, it's um, my, I, I sent I sent my mom that tweet, and you know, no, no one in my family was surprised about the speed with which I did that. But you know, I I'm very happy. Thank you, Goose. Uh, you know, especially uh, you know, Rick, Peter, and Trevor who were doing the teases uh, this week. Thank you for doing all that stuff because you know, as much as I love Goose. My experience is heightened when I get to, you know, recognize moments like that and be like, oh, like I know what song you're teasing here in the middle of this awesome jam. Um, 
I don't think I'm as high on this tumble as you two are. Um, you know, I have it more towards the bottom of my current 10 or 11 song list. But it's still very, very good. You know, I, I, I felt that it, it's kind of standard for a lot of it. It's a really good tumble, but, you know, you, you're you underrating this other big jam in this set that we will get to. So, yeah, yeah. let's we'll talk about there. this new song. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, we're just trying to keep things positive here. Ryan. Hey. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. <laughs> so, listen, I think one of the questions coming into the run was, you know, are we going to get some new songs? Um, so are we? Yep, we are. We did. And the first one came right after this tumble and it's called not alone. And so it was another moment. It's always a moment of, okay, is this a, is this a cover, you know, that I just don't know? Um, or is it, I, sometimes I kind of feel like with Rick songs, especially you can kind of, if, like, if you don't recognize it, as a known cover, I think Rick's lyrics will probably start to immediately jump out at you and, and, and you'll realize that, okay, yeah, this is, this is probably not an unknown cover. This is most likely a new Rick song and, and you can, you can, you can generally hear that. So that was kind of the case with this one. And yeah, kind of, you know, a ballad, but yeah, it's a, this is a nice ballad. I think it's a nice addition to, to the repertoire. I think, I think it's always good to have, you know, some ballads that you can bring out and, you know, we've, we've got some beloved ones obviously with goose already. Um, so yeah, so it'll be nice to see how, uh, how, how this one comes out. We'll talk about a rise, um, coming out after a long layoff, you know, on night three, but yeah, so I was, I was really happy for this new song. I, I, I haven't, again, I probably listened to it only three or four times, so I don't, I don't have, you know, I couldn't write a paper on it or anything, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was happy to see this and coming out of that, out of that big high energy tumble, I thought this was a really nice spot for them to, to drop some, a new track like this. You know, the funny thing about Rick ballads that I've learned, especially since we've heard a bunch of new ones recently is that they age well. So mm. I enjoyed this and I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy it a whole hell of a lot more real soon. Um, and yeah, you know, I just love that they're writing songs and they're writing good songs. Like this is not a song. This is, this will never be a bathroom song, right? Like sometimes when a ballad is written, you're like right off the bat, you're like, this is this one. I'm taking a break during this one. I don't think that's the case here. And I think when Rick writes a ballad, you kind of get the ballad section and then you get like a very, very good guitar solo at the back end of it. And you get that in this and that over time, as the band plays it more and, you know, they kind of work this out and who knows it's better. Yeah. How long this song has been around. Um, it's just going to get better and better. And we're going to talk about that real soon when we talk about everything must go, which is coming. Yeah. 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 It, th there's just an, I mean, there's just an inherent emotional depth to Rick's songwriting and singing. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the only question really is where's Dim Lights? I mean, <laughs> yeah, no well, shit. <laughs> I I feel I feel that Not Alone has that unmistakable. You know, this is a Rick song. Like yep. you know, they it, it's really good. This is also um, I I had the great fortune to get to talk to Matt Campbell a bunch on uh, 
on Saturday night uh, at the Cap. Uh, and he was telling me how not, not Alone is actually a much older Rick song. Uh, he wrote it around 2015 or so um, and has been keeping it in his back pocket. Yeah, probably wrote um, this shit in like fourth grade. Yeah, like, you know, just <laughs> casually like, here you go. Here's a really emotionally vulnerable and beautiful song. And I'm 13 years old. Yeah, Crazy. yeah. So, okay. So, so listen, um, I feel like the, the, this is where the set kind of really, really kind of takes off. I think this set, this set actually flows really well. Yeah. Um, agreed. But, but yeah, as we get, you know, Rosewood, Cinnamon, Mautavan, I think, I think this is a really, I think this is a really strong, strong ending to this show. And, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, look, uh, we, we, I love night one. Um, but yeah, I mean, Yeti Erosion, even with the Pancakes Encore, I mean, look, it's, I'm not going to argue with anybody that that's the, the best way to close set too. But the fact of the matter is that night one has so much, so many super strong high points. The, the high points are just higher. So anyway, um, the Rosewood's really unique. Uh, they kind of just, generally with Rosewood, you get, you Two know, kind of, you, you, go, you go about 10, 11 minutes and you get the proper part of the song and then you get that first jam. And then usually then you'll get a second jam after that. This one, they cut it's it's really just one single jam and they right out right out of the you know the proper song, they just immediately go to where normally kind of jam two territory goes. Um so that was that was what was most interesting about this version. And it is a really cool, unique jam. Um and it still clocks in at 16 minutes. So it's 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 it still has you know kind of some 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 length to it and some substance to it um again i mean this one probably not for me is is gonna you know make it on the long haul in terms of of you know the playlist and things like that but really really cool version i I actually have been listening back on this with along with the all the other highlights from the run yeah a couple cool pieces to this one if you're going to go back and listen to this it is worth checking out um i think if you like Spuds and Jeff, this this jam is for you. I do. And who doesn't? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's awesome. And then again, we're seeing Peter doing really, really awesome stuff with the synth. So we talked about it earlier in like the the drive thing. And then here he's also doing interesting things with the synth. He's doing things with the synth that we've never really heard before. And stuff that's like taking you by surprise. And I wasn't even sure if it was a synth. Um, I just asked Ryan and he told me. Um, so <laughs> um, like, I, like I wasn't sure which instrument he was using when he did that. But, you know, um, check it out. It, I mean, this is as a, a huge fan of Rosewoods. This is not, you know, going down the Rosewood Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, my Twitter handle being kind of a riff on Rosewood. But uh, what is it? it's cool. It's really cool. Um yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Um, we're not going to talk my, about my Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah, this is a great Rosewood. Um, I mean, you guys have kind of covered it. I really love, you know, what Peter's doing in this jam, obviously, to create the texture and the fact that they completely take a left turn from what we expect and go right into this extended section. Yeah, and then nice. I think this is a, a really nice segue into Cinderman, too. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to, to Kev, who was, was right on the very first notes of Cinderman. I think he's a big fan. Um, so yeah, I, 
I mean, I, I I love this cover. I think it's I think it's a really strong cover, and this is a really really good version. It might be the best version they've played of the song. Um, really strong jam coming out of it, and this again, it's I mean this it, this is j- a lot of emotion in this set. Really, I mean, not alone Rosewood Cinnamon. You know, there's there's a lot of really good uh, really good Rick kind of emotive you know vocalizations and you know, whatnot. So yeah, yeah, really, really happy to see this. I'm happy to see this, um, you know, in the rotate, in the cover rotation. Uh, I certainly would never, would never complain about, about this one getting overplayed as a cover. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's one of their better covers because it does a couple things. Uh, one, it really showcases Rick's voice and anything that showcases Rick's voice. I love. And I, I think, if you like Goose, you're, you're going to love songs that showcase his voice. Um, like if you like Goose, you love Ray Below because I think it does exactly that. And I think that Sinner Man is something that he leans into extra hard. And there are a couple of covers on this run that he does lean into extra hard, this being one of them. And uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. And then, you know, while we're talking about Kev, when we talk about the jam section of this, yeah, I wish he was here so he could say it. But, you know, he summed it up in, in one word. He said... Boiling. Dubstep? It's oh. boiling. <laughs> and boiling. It is. Like the jam does. He does like boil. dubstep, though. That's true. Uh, he does love dubstep. Uh, absolutely <laughs> loves dubstep. Uh, shout out to Kev. But no, I mean, it, it's funny because it, it is it is a word used in the song. However, like when you listen to this jam, it does kind of have this like rolling, kind of boiling vibe to it. And it's, yeah, it's spectacular. I mean, not much else to say about it. Yeah. And I agree. If you like, Goose and Rick's vocals, you, you're going to love a Rebelo. And if you like a Rebelo and you haven't checked out Goose, then definitely do that because you would love them too. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and you listen to a Rebelo and you don't listen to Goose, how are you listening to this podcast? You just never know. I mean, you never know with the internet and, and the reach that we have, you know? It's true. <laughs> Anything's People, possible. Yeah, somebody lists, somebody like from Australia tuned in didn't they it's true it's true can, can we know, talk about the, can stats. we talk about this modavon here i think you have more to say about this yeah, modavon than anybody yeah, else I, so why I don't think, you just I go you want to yeah. i want to talk about this modavon because this modavon is like amazing it's so good that i i don't understand why you know i this may be in time like a, a classic ryan storm like a he's going overboard you know loving this jam again but i it is absolutely love it okay all right all right all right (laughs) i love this jam it reminded me the first segment of it reminded me a lot of the glens falls one from last november which i think got kind of shafted in the jam of the year bracket i think it deserved a spot in that top 64 um it was in my top 64 just for the record um i'd like to give a shout out to a friend of the pod brian brinkman who also had it uh he had a much higher than it should have been, but he appreciated the jam. This kind of thing, the space that they get into here, very unique for Modavon. And for me, it felt like they didn't just do what they've done in some Modavons where it's two to three minutes of really cool, dark exploration. And then 15 minutes of relatively standard Modavon jam. They stuck with this kind of outside the box mode, um, and vibe for a while. Um, you know, and we get more loose ends, you know, se- second night in a row with the loose ends tease. But man, 
this really delivered. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to get Modavon so early in the run, especially with all the heavy hitters that have been dropped so early. Man, Neil, you, you and I, we were we had a good time during this Modavon. We did rage during this one. We had a great time. Yeah, it's. I mean, look, it's it's a good Madavan. Um, I I don't have it. Madavan, probably as high as you, but uh, yeah, I do really really love that. Just it's 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 dark, but it's chill. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's. I, I really like that section. Um, and outside of that, I think it's. I think it's a. You know, a, a, you when we say standard. You know, Madavan. I mean, that's that's good. That, that's still, still a really, really high stuff. bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Killer Madavon song. We're talking about. I, I mean, I think what I'll say about this Madavan is there's a lot of space in this Madavan, which is unique for a Madavan. Um, like, there's not kind of long segments of people not ripping in a Madavan, right? And this uh, this Madavan does have that. You think about other Madavans that they played recently; they sound nothing like this Madavan. So in that respect, this Metabon's like really unique. I think you kind of then enter the outro section of that Metabon, which gets kind of mixed up with the the loose ends business. And that is the extent of this Metabon. I think that's why I'm like not crazy. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm not crazy about the Metabon. I love Metabon. I ripped it up during this Metabon. I think Brian and I cleared out like a good six by six space on either side of us. We had a, we had a good, <laughs> like, we, had we were a having a really good time. Personal bubble. <laughs> uh, I danced really hard during this Madavon, but yeah, you know, in, in retrospect, it was, it was a weird Madavon. And I, I think when we were talking about it after the show, I think even in the show, it was like that Madavon was weird, right? It's just different. And it is, and it's cool in that regard. There we yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to turn then- clouds encore. Yeah, yeah, Turn Clouds Encore, which um, you know, not not surprised. Yeah, I mean, we knew we were getting this. We knew, we knew we were getting a lot of songs, but I think we especially knew this one was coming. And, and I probably would have placed it either as an encore or it's kind of more, you know, penultimate set one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Good. All in all, I mean, again, this is this is a really good. This is a really good set too. Just, I, I really. I really think the flow is uh, is is nice. Tumble, you know, extra long, high energy tumble. You know, then you drop the new ballad. Then you got this rosewood has some uniqueness. Cinnamon cover, a, a lot of uniqueness. I mean, a lot of uniqueness kind of throughout the set. I mean, nothing. None of these versions, barring turn clouds, are just what you would call standard. Right. Yep. Everything has 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 kind of a unique factor to it. So I think that's also a real nice positive. Um, I think at the end of the day, set one probably pulls this one down below night one overall for me. And and, and in fact, it pulls it down another night as well. But we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah so I agree. Take us into night three. Yeah, night three, March 10th. Um, and I, I think I want to start this one off by just talking about the first two songs. And so mm. start off the night with Animal, which actually that was a surprise to me. I like I didn't expect Animal to kind of show up as an opener in, in a show. I thought, you know, maybe we're going to see Animal more towards like Saturday night when they're like trying to rage. Um, but yeah, yeah. That, was, that was my thought as well. Or like later in the show. Right. I, I think that's what people were thinking. Or that's what I was thinking. Um, it would, would happen. So, you know, we got that animal right off the bat. 
And of course the whole place erupts. Uh, I think the energy was really high in the room. I was there um, and it was, yeah, it was great. And then kind of the big surprise was they immediately followed that animal with a song that they've traditionally opened with, which is Floda. Um, and I know it's like showed up in the two slot before Ryan and I talked about that a little bit. Um, but that, yeah, that one kind of caught me by surprise and you know, it, that's a pretty cool one, two punch to start a show. I mean, I think those are two songs that get everybody dancing. Yeah. I mean, well, so animal, yeah, I was also surprised to see animal this soon. So that, so this was already its third play of the year where, yep. you know, this run was kind of rounding out a lot of first plays for a lot of songs that are he- kind of heavy rotation songs. Um, and then second plays for some of the higher rotation songs. So yeah, animal and, you know, opened, opened in Florida, opened the, the festi set in Florida and then opened set two in Mexico. So really sticking to the, to the set opener slot. Um, but yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Interesting to have animal flow down kind of, kind of start the show and flow down had a pretty extended intro, uh, Sorry if I'm saying that after you said it, but um, otherwise, yeah, you know, fairly, fairly, you know, kind of standard stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I know you're really going to, we're, we're probably all going to want to have a few more words about the next one. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I think again, animal flow down, solid opener, nothing much else to say. there. Yeah. And then, so like the it one, yeah, like, like, I mean, this is the one I've been like itching to dig into. And I've already referenced this once when we were talking about like, like other songs and how they age, but everything must go. I really, really enjoyed it at Goosemas. And I was like, wow, this song's really going somewhere. And then this version is spectacular. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know what the, the, what's the, the final minute count on this? Cause like, if you look at Nugs, it's like, Right it's around 11 10. minutes. It's, it's around, I think it's nine or 10 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, Jive, this was, like this a, was a when, I, when I talked or... to, when I spoke to Matt Campbell on Saturday, he said, this was the thing that like for the run so far, this song out of all the ones that he's written with Rick, like he was so happy with how everything must go sounded um, at this show, which, you know, is really cool. Cause you know, I I felt the same way, and I know we we had talked about this. Like, this song sounded so good at the cap; it just killed. You know, I remember we were all kind of a little bit hesitant when it debuted back in October. Like, you know, not sure whether this song is amazing. I love this song now a ton. You know, I I listen to it. I've I've listened to this version a couple of times now. Um, I, I'm a big fan. I've seen three out of the five versions now. I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I think one thing that I love about this band is that they can lean into a ballad and make it a highlight of a show. And I think that's what happens here with this song. Um, like, is it something that we're talking about, like in terms of like, is it a jam of the year? No, it's absolutely not. But like, does it have Very re-listen cool. value? Absolutely. Like, this is killer. Mm-hmm. It is a killer ballad. It has an amazing segment at the end. Again, like what we were talking about earlier, like you have this ballad and then there's this beautiful emotional segment on the end that just sounds so good. And, you know, Rick kind of leaning into that kind of soloing is 
is wonderful. And the more songs they write like this, the better. And this is evidence that when a kind of a song gets an opportunity to age and they lean into it a little bit, it just gets better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm right there with you. This it's, it's grown on me so much. Um, and, and in fact, I feel bad, I feel kind of bad uh, for myself because, you know, at Goosemas, we had the, you know, when, when we got the version there, it was, you know, it was night one of Goosemas. I was so fired up and, you know, we, we got the flow down opener, everything must go. And then, you know, we, then we had rum and, and boat after that even, but, um, but, but at the time I, I, I think I was just, I was so fired up and you know what I mean? I was, I was just, oh, it's Goosemas yeah. night one. You know what I mean? I was uh, in the suite. Yeah. I was, I was living the sweet life and I just, I feel like I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have. And that's on me. Um, but yeah, this, Shame. this song, this ashamed. song is, yeah, this, this song is totally, I'll own my mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, this song has, has grown on me a lot and yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I just, I, I really love it now. And, and yeah, it is such a, it is such a good, strong jam. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll always be happy to hear this from now on. I, I, you know, Goosemas, you know, New Year's Eve, anything. I'll never, I'll never not get out of my seat and love every moment of this song again. I promise. Yeah, I mean, it has an arc to it, right? Like, I, I mean, it, it's yeah. I don't want to compare them to other bands. I was going to do that, but I'm not going to. Um, no, it's, yeah. It's, it's so it's like, a great song. It's an amazing song. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, further on in the set, we get the whales next. Um, some folks around me were like beside themselves excited about the whales um here in the i didn't slot. notice that <laughs> yeah uh, there's there's a couple people and then uh after that we got turbulence um uh, and always a win i mean i mean to me i mean we, we've said it again and again and like i'm just gonna say the same things i've always said about turbulence uh, i love it anywhere in a set um, yeah and it has you know such an amazing natural peak to it built in in the song i think it gets everybody involved yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's such a good song. I mean, got, got got nothing else to say about it. We've talked about Turbulence at length on the podcast uh, previously. Yeah. It's so good. Let, let's talk about this, this new yeah, tune. Yeah, well, yeah. Let, let, let me lead us into Lead Up. Um, yeah. Which is... Nice. Like, yeah, I mean... Like, times we worry about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, holy smokes, so man. This one is... It's so good. I mean, I'm actually going to back away and let you guys sing it out. Um, if you want to harmonize, <laughs> too, like, just do it. Uh, this probably is, well, I don't know if it is my favorite of the new ones. but it's, like, It's hard to pick because all three are so good. Yeah, yeah. This one, I think, is, is better than the previous days. Um, mm -hmm. And... Again, I was saying like, we, not we keep alone. talking about these, like, I don't know if I want to, this is not a ballad, but it's somewhere in the neighborhood of that. And it's more of an indie. I, I, I kind of thought this was yeah. more of kind of, yeah, kind I think of, that's I, right. I mean, I, I said to right. you as they were playing it, I, I said to you as they were playing it, Neil, I kind of got like a Red Hot Chili Peppers vibe uh, from yes. this song. Yeah, um, I, I don't agree with that take at all. Um, okay. But what, what I will <laughs> say... <laughs> What I will you say, happy about you were not happy about the comparison at no, the show. No, I'll tell you I, that. I mean, I think it's important that we actually underscore that on the podcast. And <laughs> um, 
one thing that I did really love about this that I actually wanted to say before I pass it off is uh, Two Guitar Goose, which we kind of talked about on the day after show. Um, and this is Two Guitar Goose in like kind of a, I don't know, like a regular song, if that's like a thing that you can say. And the harmonizing with Peter and Rick was really, really good in this. And if we get more songs like yeah. that, um, like this is like a real... I don't know, not a jam band song. This is, I like, I think I like what you're saying. Like, this is an indie song. Maybe that's kind of the way I should describe it. But in the moment, that's what I loved. Definitely did not love the Chili Peppers comparison, um, if only for my <laughs> own biases, because I don't really like the Chili Peppers. But don't tell Peter. Don't tell Peter that I don't like the Chili Peppers. But yeah, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I mean, I love this, you know, this song has been stuck in my head for all of today, pretty much, uh, you know, since I started listening to it. Like, I, I think I've listened to it three times today, but it, it's been stuck in my head, the chorus at least. Um, this is also notably um, a very rare Peter on Guitar new debut. The last two Peter's, Peter on Guitar songs that have been debuted by Goose uh, have been Butterflies, which was last June. And the whales, which was debuted during Bingo Tour, so the vast majority of the songs they've debuted in the last three years have been Peter on Keys tunes. Um, so that that's just something interesting to look at. You know, at the time I was thinking to myself like, "Oh, Peter's on guitar." You know, there haven't been a ton of those recently, but I don't think I understood like, like, oh wow, like there there have not been like there hasn't been a brand new song like butterflies had been written for great blue and performed with great blue before goose. Uh, and the whales was a new, you know, it had never been played by anyone before when it was debuted by goose. So this is the first, you know, debut of a song, not from a side project with Peter on guitar since, uh, June, 2020, which was a pretty cool statistic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I like, I like new goose. Um, so yeah, so I'm a fan looking, looking forward to letting these, all three of these new songs sink in a little bit more. The thing that, that's interesting that I'm thinking about right now is that, you know, I, you know, we still have set two to talk about and we're not done with set set one yet, but that I probably had this night, the lowest of the five and it's a great run. So I mean, that is, that, that, that just means it was the least best. Right. Um, but this this set one, while there's a lack of of jams really of of any kind, um, yeah, I really like a lot of these. I, I like a lot of the songs, um, you know, especially "Everything Must Go," "Turbulence," the new song, and then "Thatch" to close it out. I mean, it's a uh, there's there's some re-listen value here for me just just because I like almost all of these songs in this set. So, um, but yeah, I'd probably be wondering where the jams are. I don't know. Yep. Same. And like, I think Ryan, if you have something to add about Thatch, like, I think the only thing I have to add is like Thatch fucks. That's fucks. Version, yeah. like, fucked this more is the than... best version. This yeah. is the version, best version yet. 15 it minutes. more than any version of Thatch. Go in. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Killer. to Jebri, our boy Jebri, who absolutely just, he just, he put it all out there during this Thatch. Yeah. Killer. If you watch that, there are some clips uh, on the webcast when they pan over to him. And he's just like laying into his drums. Um, I, I forgot to actually make note of all the cymbal casualties uh, that happened over the course of the cap run uh, for note on this podcast. Um, 
But shout out to shout out to Jabri and his and hitting his symbols hard enough to knock them off the the rack, the mount. I, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what yeah, the technical drumming term is. Yeah, he but goes hard. Have... I think it's he goes hard. Yeah, Jabri he went extra hard. hard. Um, that's all right, so let's that's it. yeah i mean like what, what else can we say Thatch fucks um i don't think there's any way to dissect that other than to say that and this one fucked harder than any version yet so Thatch. okay set two there are yeah. a lot of tasty bits in this set um and there are there's something i'm really excited to talk about in this set um is it the encore uh no hot tea no no actually <laughs> I, I think yeah <laughs> i don't think it's, we're gonna talk much about that encore at all um but, but anyway, <laughs> so yes, so uh, starts with creatures, and this is a very, very good creatures. And mm. um, if you're the kind of person, I don't know, like, is it very good? I mean, it's good. It's good. Um, it's good. If, if you like Legend Valley creatures, you love yeah. this creatures. Or, or if you like similar. Legend Valley creatures, you're really upset about the comparisons to this creatures. Because maybe you're realizing that the Legend Valley creatures is not all that you thought it was oh. last year. That's that's harsh. But uh, Jai, what do you got? You don't disagree. Listen, uh, so I've 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 given this some deep listening, and you know because because <laughs> again this is one where it, it's like okay I got to make sure, you know I mean a lot of people love every creatures. And then yeah, people start saying Legend Valley creatures, and I'm like, no, it what? No, it's not. It's nowhere near Legend Valley creatures. First of all, right? So, all right. So this is a so this is a pretty. Here, I'll give my my quick breakdown on this. Okay, so we're, we got what about 20 minutes on this creatures? So first 10 minutes, standard proper creatures, right? And then the next seven minutes is, I mean, a a a pretty average, you know, creatures jam. You know, I, there wasn't anything incredible there for me. What's the, the difference last between three... standard creatures and average creatures? It's about they're about they're about the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what you're saying is the first 17 minutes is standard well, average what, creatures. Well, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, <laughs> but the first 10 minutes is is standard, meaning that's what you get every time. Oh, you know, there's, okay. There, there's, no, there's no deviating from the proper part of the song, really, right? Um, and then and then you know that the the, that kind of middle part of the gym. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit extended. It's, it's, it's good stuff. You know, it's fun to dance to and everybody's having a good time. But then that last three minutes, I mean, we can't be, we can't be comparing that to legend Valley. It's got some cool star Wars stuff from Peter. And I think Trevor even mm-hmm. um, hints, hints at the star shout Wars out, theme as well. Quick shout out to Matt for math for catching that tease uh, a day or two after the show. Yeah. You can really hear from Peter. It's, 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 it stands out. Um, and on Relis, and I hear it a little bit from Trevor as well. And so, yeah, that it's a really nice, soft, you know, outro jam of, of about three minutes, but I mean, it's a star Wars theme thrown in there. And I just don't think this is anywhere near legend Valley creatures. I quite enjoyed this jam really mellow, really nice, really beautiful. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe my Legend Valley comparison is a bit much, um, but you know, they're gotta I mean, stir the, the pot sometimes. It is not ridiculous. They're just not on the same level. I, I think that's fair. Uh, um, you know, I'm the one who brought it up in the first place. Like, it, there is a reason why we bring up Legend Valley creatures when we talk about this creatures, and and like Jeff said, 
not the same. And then after this, we get an incredibly short Redbird that is actually pretty good. I thought it was way longer than this. I, I yeah, was so surprised. That's, when I that's was like, what Wait, I thought in the moment minutes? as well. <laughs> yeah. Jive, what did you think like from the couch about this one? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, this this is this one's one of those Redbirds. Another one of those songs where it just and there's a lot of songs like this that they would probably fall into this bucket. But twelve minutes often surprises you when you look back because yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, that that means we had a good seven minute seven minutes of you know, jamming. I, I don't know how much I, I would, I would use the word improv on this, but um, yeah, a lot of times that is, and especially if you're there, yeah, you, you often look back and think, oh, well that felt a lot longer than 12 minutes, but yeah, that's right in that sweet spot. I think of, of having those feelings, you know what I mean? If it goes 15 minutes, then, then, then it's more like, oh, it felt long. You look back. Oh, it was 15 minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it was kind of long. When you get into some on some of these, you know, you see it with pancakes and um, you you see it, especially with other songs that have kind of shorter kind of kind of proper song pieces of, you know, five, six, seven minutes. Now you go 12 minutes and it feels like you got a jam, you know, but yeah, on re-listen, it's it it wasn't quite as long as maybe you thought it was. So, yeah, so I guess I was probably right there with you. Yeah. So, OK, so this is the part of the night where, like, I think we were all really noticing that Jimmy Fallon was kind of sitting up in a balcony seat. It was really and, at set break. There was, yeah, a well, whole, there was like the, the everybody set break cheering thing. and he was all like, ah. he was egging people on and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, but so then they played in your eyes and this in your eyes to me is special for a couple of reasons. One, um, this is goose executing a cover really well. And we've talked about this a bunch. Like I think people would pay good money to just go see a band, go out there and execute songs perfectly. And like, I, I don't know if this is perfect, but like it, it's worthy of just like going and seeing them play in your eyes. And Rick, I hearing Rick in, sing in your eyes. Well, yeah. right. And that's what I was getting at, which is like Rick really leaned extra hard into singing this. I think, it doesn't necessarily translate to tape, but when I was there, I was like, oh my God, like he's really, really singing the hell out of this. And then of course there's the jam that comes after, which, you know, I'll let you guys talk about that jam, but I, this, this is one of the the better jams of this whole entire run, run in my opinion. Yeah. It's, it's the jam of the night for, you know, yeah, 100%. We, we, you know, without question. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I just love, I mean, look, you know, um, Neil and I are a little bit older than Ryan. And so, a little bit. you know, we saw the movie, um, you know, when it was still pretty fresh. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, so this, there, yeah, there's a movie called Say Anything. And there was a whole, <laughs> okay, yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a whole thing about 80s movies and. Uh, you know, John Cusack is amazing. And, but anyway, it's, uh, it's such a great song. And I just, I feel like this is just one of those covers that it's like everybody, everybody knows it and everybody likes it. You know what I mean? Nobody who doesn't like in your eyes, you know what I mean? Everybody, everybody likes this song. 
and it's a great it's a it's a fantastic song and like you said neil i mean they 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 just they really do it justice they don't they don't mess with it you know what i mean they they play it the way that it was meant to be played and and then they jam rick, it for a while yeah rick <laughs> crushes the vocals and then this particular version they absolutely take out into a stellar jam i mean this is this is a really good jam this this jam is probably better than anything from the previous night in my opinion yeah um yeah yeah it's it's, it's this is a really 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 good jam and yeah it might stick around for a little while i'll be listening to this one because uh, yeah this is one where i always like to listen to in your eyes so it's kind of like way it is from eau claire you know what i mean like that yeah. jam is so incredible but i love listening to the way it is every time i throw that on and that's kind of what I think about this. This is an incredible jam that I'm going to want to listen to probably many, many times. And I'm and I'm never going to fast forward through the song. So let me ask you this. As a resident of Colorado, um, this in your eyes from the Capitol Theater? Yes. This or one. in your eyes from Sculpture Park? This this one. This is the one. Okay. You this heard it one. here, folks. I haven't done the AP. So, from Sculpture um, Park. Yeah. I haven't done the AB either, but it just just on be. memory, yeah, yeah, I, I think it's easily this one. It's possible yeah. to overcome your attendance bias, Colorado you, people. You know, like I think the one last thing I want to say about this is this is a really hard song to sing. So, like, Jam yeah. Dance historically will like pick up a song like this, which I think it has a lot of nostalgic value to people, and absolutely fuck it up. Um, and <laughs> it's like not what Goose does when they they sing this one. But um, Ryan, anything else to add about in your eyes before I jump into? The thing I'm really stoked to talk about or I know you're really, really excited to talk about this. I just want to, you know, agree. This in your eyes is amazing. Jam of the night. Best jam since, uh, you know, March 8th. Really happy to hear the song as well. I know it's, it's one of my favorite covers that Goose does. Um, you know, there's still a lot of covers that I'm chasing, but this, this was one that I was really hoping to hear at some point. Kind of had fallen off my radar and was excited to hear it. Um, so stoked about it. Right on. All right. So here we go. Arise. I have Zip been it. waiting for this song. Oh, man. Ever. So nobody. There... Sorry. Before you go into it, I just want to say nobody in the room was happier than Neil when they went into this. I appreciate you nobody. saying that, actually. Or I, nobody. I think that's true. I think that's true. I think at any given moment, nobody is happier in the room than Peter about anything. Um, but it's I think true. I actually exceeded his happiness um, in this one. So this is one of two Goose Originals I had yet to hear. Um, and, well, actually, I don't know if you want to call it Goose Originals, but like original songs that Goose plays, right? It's it's so, an original song. It's written and, by a member and, of the well, band, yeah. whether and, it was debuted by a Rabelo or Goose. It's a Goose song. Yeah. Um, well, I, the other one being Angborg, which I have not heard, which we'll talk about later. But um, ah. that is not a Goose Original. So, uh, man... This song is incredible, and this version is amazing. And you know, we can talk about Rick singing all day long, and like I can listen to Rick sing "Arise" till I die because uh, it's just so fucking beautiful. But the guitar solo that comes at the end of this is incredible. It's so good, and like I can go back and listen to this like a million times, and I will. And I think this kind of has 
Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about realist and value a bunch, and this is just killer. Absolutely killer. And I was so happy to hear it. Ryan, you kind of talked about how happy I was. I think it was mm-hmm. like staring at the ceiling with a giant grin on my face and like couldn't even dance. But yeah, absolutely awesome. And I only had to shush two people during this song. <laughs> oh, man. I, I appreciate... I appreciate Jeb for uh, you know putting the the obligatory zip it before this song, uh, not only to remind people to zip it, but also as a nice inside joke for those in the know about the array below zip it uh, that made it onto the vinyl that people will be getting eventually. The OG version, the the OG arise. Um, but man, I, I was I was really happy to hear it. Um, I love yeah, this song. I mean the zip it I thought was a gutsy move after you belted out uh, Redbird at like insane volume, but uh, I mean, you you did it. You did it and nobody- Well, there's a difference between belting out the straight burden (laughs) part of Redbird and talking during a rise. Were you guys together? Were you guys, did you guys straight bird together or? We Uh, did, but we didn't get a video this time. I decided to be courteous to those around us. And I just, you know, we did a selfie um, instead of a video. Um, But we, we, we straight birded together. We'll do it the next time, maybe in Philly. So maybe in Philly. Yeah. I don't have, I don't really have anything to add there, but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, other than just saying that, you know, real quick, I think that, you know, since they debuted Arise with the full band, you know, it hasn't, it obviously hasn't been played that many times. And so, um, yeah, I think they're probably just trying to, to, to work it out maybe a little bit. I, I feel like when they first debuted it at the beginning of last year, it felt like it wasn't what, which is odd for these guys, but, but that was one that felt like maybe it wasn't quite, you know, just wasn't quite there. Um, the song is amazing. Um, so it's nice to see that they're, they're getting it to that, to that place where, yeah, you can drop it in the, you know, the start of the fourth quarter and, you know, with, with, with confidence yeah, as a confident, you know, ballad at that part of the show. So yeah, super happy and, and really hope that it doesn't, stay away as long as it as it kind of has tended to over the last year or so mm-hmm. pod gets results let's play it more um uh, so <laughs> uh yeah and then you know we get hot tea to close the show i don't think there's much friday to say night bang. Get a little bit of trevor doing the trevor thing yeah. which we've already talked about a bunch a little um, bit of funk a little bit of fun Solid. yeah yeah and like I, I don't think there's much to dig into there and then of course um we can't talk about the show without talking about mustang sally um, briefly, um, which, you know, Jimmy Fallon came out and, and did the Jimmy Fallon thing. Um, I think the one thing I will say about this encore, which is like really funny, um, somebody on Twitter said, uh, somebody close to the band said, you know, what if cocaine bear sat in with goose? And I was like, that was last night. Um, and that was yeah. the day after the show. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> um, that was outrageous. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was absolutely uh, out of his mind. And yeah, it was fun. Did he did he fall on cool purpose station. or did he? I, I, I've, I've received word that it was on purpose. Um, but Rick's reaction is still really funny because I don't know if Rick knew that he was going to do that. So... If you haven't seen the picture of Rick's reaction to Fallon being on the floor, it's well worth your time to seek that out. I mean, from where I was sitting, it, it looked like he did it on purpose, but I don't know. I didn't even notice him four. do that. Unless you guys have things to add about, like, 
this incendiary version of Mustang Sally. All right, moving into night four of the run. Uh, before we get into the show itself, uh, I want to give a shout out to the wonderful uh, people at the Fox G1 Research Foundation, uh, including Nikki, who was a guest on our day after show um, for the Saturday and Sunday nights. Um, if you want to hear more about Fox G1 uh, and what they're doing to support uh, Nikki's daughter, uh, who is a very rare disease, um, please go check out that episode uh, of Day After Show talking about 311 and 312. She goes into lots of detail uh, talking about it, talks about uh, the amazing benefit um, that the that the band put on for them uh, in the afternoon. They got to sit in on a few songs. It's kind of a sound check kind of thing. Uh, but it was a very, very nice uh, event and just further proves how awesome Goose and their team is. Yeah, and there's a, there's a kind of a cool YouTube recap video uh of that as well which which i watched the other day and yeah so check that out too yeah uh, great job by everybody involved in that 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 was a really cool thing to do Mm -hmm. now on to the show um pretty amazing way to open this show we get echo of a rose hollywood nights bob don echo of a rose i think this whole segment goes together i listened to it straight through today Absolutely killer stuff. Um, this Echo Hollywood Nights packs a lot of improv into um, not a lot amount of time, relatively speaking. And, you know, it made me think of, you know, if we allowed segues in the bracket, like, this would probably make it. But, you know, we don't allow segues no. in the bracket. And we're not going to start now. So, uh, sorry, Echo Hollywood Nights lovers. But, wow, I, I love this. You know, seeing Hollywood Nights in regular rotation in this kind of slot coming out of a jam, kind of a high energy boost. Crowd goes nuts every time Rick sings that first line. Um, You know, killer. And Bob Don with. And and the way they weave it back into Echo, amazing. Yeah, man, if you're going to do setless trickery here, uh, this is the way to do it, right? Like, just to sneak that Echo right back in. Uh, Mm -hmm. Echo, always good. Uh, Hollywood Nights, awesome. Surprised to see it again so soon. It's like a thing that too, just like keeps popping up. I'm happy about it. And yeah, I mean, Is they that... apparently love the song and like I mean, they do a great job of it. So like I'm not complaining. And then of course, Bob Don Whip, nobody's ever going to complain about. Um, and eventually, yeah. like the whole world will understand what Bob Don Whip is. Um, like one person at a time, AAT Pop is convincing people. Like what Bob Don with is because I don't think everybody knows because it's I think I think we manufactured but um, you know exactly. it's worth mentioning it's worth mentioning it's it's special what is all Bob, Bob Don should be with, with Neil well hope hopefully it becomes the width becomes so frequent that it, then it, then there's no confusion because the, then it's just Bob Don right that's that's where I was going with that which is like that's then the you dream. just hear like. That's Bob's done without, and you're just like, what the, what the fuck, you know? Like yeah. we just like miss <laughs> out on this amazing. This is ridiculous. Where's <laughs> yeah, my extra exactly. jam? I yeah, I mean, I like Hollywood Nights. I, you know, it's. I think see, I, as someone as as the only one of the three of us here who has yet to see Hollywood Nights live, I feel like there's a different level to the song once you've seen them live, once you've felt the energy in the room. I didn't like it as a set two closer on the New Year's run. Mm-hmm. Especially with the encore, um, but that was my own hang up. Uh, you know, I have to work that out. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, but but I do like the song. It is, you know, it's 
it's one of those songs where I have a lot of memories from my classic rock, you know, high school days. You know, back when it wasn't classic and it was just called rock. Yeah. <laughs> when it was called classic rock, where, you know, from my time. Even. What, classic from like a couple of years earlier. But, but yeah, no, this is, but hey, look, uh, this is, this is a good one. Um, you know, we don't want to get into Steve Miller band and, and, and that kind of stuff. But we've done that. We've no. already been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so yeah, no, this is, yeah. Nothing else to add really nice, 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 unique, you know, strong start to the show. We, we've never seen this um, group of songs like this before. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, um, I mean, the energy of the crowd seemed to peak on Saturday and Sunday night, which is crazy. Um, you know, for nights four and five of the run, especially with a large chunk of people doing all five. And yeah, during this set, it was amazing. You know, Seekers on the Ridge next. Uh, you know, this was when, um, as soon as part one started, I was off to, you know, bathroom. I ran into our good friends, the, the Vibes guy, Mr. Haps, um, going to the bathroom. We had a good laugh, um, you know, about my well-known affinity for taking a bathroom break during Seekers part one. Uh, this was my first time Seeing Seekers Part 1 with Goose, I saw it with a Ray Below in December. This was the first time I got to exercise my, um, I don't know, my, my, my love for going to the bathroom during Seekers Part 1. And being back for Part 2 and absolutely raging it, um, you know, as one does, because Seekers Part 2 supremacy. Hey, this is it, where we pod- always say it should be played. Yeah, yeah. as you'll say, the pod loves uh, a set Perfect Seekers, placement. So, yep. Perfect placement. And then set closes with Mr. Action and same old shenanigans. Um, you know, Mr. Action continuing to settle into the catalog. I like it in this late set one slot as well. Great song. You know, shout out to the Goose crew. Uh, obviously, while we're while we're talking about Mr. Action, uh, you know, they're killing it. And SOS kills. Yeah, well, love Mr. Action. I think... The, the funny thing is this song starting to set in. I'm one of those guys who doesn't initially listen to lyrics, um, which is probably like why I dove in so hard with fish when I like got into <laughs> fish. Um, but uh, yeah, man, like it, the more and more I listen to the song, the more and more I like it. It's, it's a really, really cool song. And I think it's, a, you know, a really nice gesture to somebody. Maybe it's everybody on the crew that kind of, does what they do behind the scenes for this band, but yeah, killer song. And then much like Thatch, which we just talked about, uh, always fucks. And it, you know, it like SOS like kills, just absolutely kills as a, a set one closer. My probably my favorite set one closer. Um, so, my my only question at this point is, what when are we going to get the full trilogy of Doctor Darkness, Mister Action, and then the unknown? third song in the trilogy. So I actually, I asked Matt Campbell about this, uh, on Saturday, uh, you know, at the cap. And he said the, it's, it's a coincidental connection between the two songs. Um, there's no, there's no intentional story being told, uh, with Dr. Darkness and Mr. Action. That's what he wants you to think. That exactly. Bullshit. (laughs) Don't believe him. (laughs) He's, he's not going to tell you, you know what I I mean? mean? Hey, whoa, whoa. I resent that. <laughs> um, I'm inclined to trust Matt Campbell, um, 
because he's very. Well, nice I mean, guy you're gonna tell everybody. Really I think that's song. his point, Ryan. Is like you know. Okay. Like... Okay. So. All right. You know what? But blow up my spot here. Fine. Uh, let's uh, let's hey we can we can talk about set two. Let's talk about this hunger set. This is a hot this set, is, so let's talk about this set is a, two. This is a this I, is a really hot set. This is a really hot hunger site. Um, you know, I feel like I mean it was great before, but every time since Trey that moment when Rick rips in rips into that first guitar solo on hunger site, the crowd just goes nuts. Doesn't matter what's happening at that moment, who's on stage, who's not on stage, whatever. When Rick hits that like that. You know that first note of the solo, people are going crazy. It's awesome. Um, I mean, Hunger Sight is just such a good song, and this jam is amazing. They, they, you know, they rip through the regular portion and they get into like a grimy, funky kind of thing. This, this is one of the best versions of Hunger Sight they've played to date, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's no Philly. It's no Philly. Isn't it's no Philly yeah. night. Uh, I was just gonna say that too. There he is. But, Thank uh, you for stepping in. Hey, and saying so that. listen. <laughs> So, so, you know, I, I got to also mention, um, I didn't, so I, I did not watch, uh, Friday night or Saturday night live. Um, and that was probably, that was probably the, that, that might be the first time I've gone two shows in a row, uh, that have been streamed where I didn't, wasn't able to tune in or, or didn't tune in. Actually, I did watch part of the first set of, of Friday night, um, but yeah, the local the, the local Salida High School team was was in the final four of the state basketball tournament, and so you can't not mention it. So yeah, so I was tuned in. So the boys had a historic year. They made it. Uh, they made it all the way to the final. And had they won the final, it would have been their first state championship since like 1964. Uh, but unfortunately, they came up against a juggernaut in the final. The Who was team the juggernaut? That beat them. The team that beat them, this was their seventh state title in the last Whoa. 15 years. So, yeah, uh, I mean, there's who knows what's happening at that school. They're probably paying these kids. I don't know what's I don't know what's going PDs. on. We, it's we, we, you know, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their Denver school. You know, we came down from the mountains and uh, and gave it a go. And I'm really proud of the boys. So I just wanted to give a shout out. And uh, hey, if any yeah. of those Salida boys are listening to this podcast and you're two hours into this podcast, you now feel very happy because you've gotten your jive goose shout out. Yeah. yeah. Go. Good kids. Good kids. Is, um, is jive junior on the team or are you just out showing your no, town spirit? No, no, but some of the high school kids referee, uh, my boys teams games. Got so that was kind of cool. So I would, I would get to see them a lot of times after some of the earlier playoff games, um, so I'd get to give them a little fist bump and, you Do know, they know about your widely successful goose podcast? They don't know about, about anything. Um, <laughs> probably as it pertains. To... They're probably just like sizing jive up who like is a tall man. Um, yeah. and they were like, he is, who's this that, guy that, with that, the, that guy's kid. Know. Like he's going to play for us someday. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So like I said, no, no Philly night two here. Um, but uh, but a strong version nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Sorry, uh, Neil. Just to, just to circle you back, we're talking about the hunger side here. That's yeah, we are on. talking not about the, hunger side, are we not? not? The Salida I thought basketball we were talking game. about like Salida basketball, um, which you know, like I'm into, man. Like you know, high school basketball. That was my thing. This is it. Unfortunately, uh, this isn't a Salida basketball podcast. Yeah, uh, 
this hunger site's dope. Uh, I think that's all I have to say. Um, let's talk about awesome. the rest of the set. Yeah, so, I mean, Silver Rising. Um, I mean, you know, this song is amazing. I'm... Taste blood. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not got one line. Yeah, it's can't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Love the silver rising. Taste the blood, feel the rush. Yeah. yeah. What's that third line there that you're saying? It's. I mean, look. It's run my love. It's the only. <laughs> run my love. It's the only. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, then we then we get the debut of new Peter song. Feel it now. Boom. Huge fan. Dope. Huge, yeah. so huge fucking dope. fan. Yes, really great. All, one thing about this song is you you have a great. It's it's very Peter, but you have really great like Rick guitar lines. Now I don't know if if Peter wrote those or Peter brought these to the band and Rick came up with these lines. But man, the the way they're all contributing to this song, so good. There's a lot of potential in here. Um, it, it, it's a great tune, but the. Things are happening with feel it now. I feel it now. Yeah. Yeah. I do felt it then. Yeah. I feel it now. I felt it immediately. It. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all did. I mean, I think the, the one thing I'll say about this one um, that you didn't say already is uh, uh, Jeb's lead in there. We get a full percussion lead in to this. Yeah, Jeb. Uh, yeah he's playing the bongos um, because yeah. that's all that he has. He just, they're all bongos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're Gong all gang. bongos. <laughs> yeah, they're all bongos. Shout out Jebri. Um, but no, killer song. I mean, I think people have like online dissected the hell out of the song um, and saying like it has an 80s vibe. It has like this vibe. It has that vibe. I think it's it has a great a killer vibe. Song. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. And I, I don't know if I can actually like, you know, kind of pin like an in era on this, but it's it's good. Oh. And I can't wait to hear more versions of this song. Again, you know, these new songs, they just get better and better and better. And like this one, let's see where it goes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think this is easily my favorite of the, of the three new songs yep. and yeah, super excited to see, you know, more versions of this and, you know, maybe some jams. Uh, it's it just, it, yeah. It's just such a, it's, it's got a built, it's got such a built awesome built in groove to it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. um, yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to it. There we go. Let's talk about this Arcadia. This yeah. is a, this is a great Arcadio um, above average. You know, there's been discussion about whether it's the best Arcadia since uh, the mission really um, in 2021. Um, I would maybe put, I think the only version from last year that I would maybe put above this is Fairfax. Um, I know Brian, you probably have Nashville and maybe Nashville. another one uh, over this one, but I, I, this is a really strong Arcadia. This is good. I just, just recently reported in today, a nice little writing a novel tease uh, thrown in the middle there from Rick and Peter. Great catch yeah. uh, from someone on Twitter. Uh, appreciate the tease submission uh, always, uh, especially when it's actually there. This is Jam a really of the night. strong Arcadia. Um, Jam of the night. Um, I'd put Hunger Sight above this personally. Mm. I'm a big fan mm. of though in Arcadia the way that you know we talked about this on the day after, but the fact that they incorporate the slow into the fast ending and the way that they'll hit the peak in the jam and then kind of like slam down into the slow ending and then build it back up for a second I, time. 
this one's all about the Trevor led kind of kind of bass led jam. Trevor bass um, at, at the beginning just just really sets a sets a really cool tone um, for this jam. Yeah, I think this is a really a really strong version. I'm, I'm you know I have no problems with this. It's it's on my re listen list for now for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, all Arcadias are good. This is good Arcadia. Um, You know, again, you know, we're going to, it sounds redundant, but Trevor's confidence in this run is shown again in this gen. Like, I mean, he is taking a solo in that, like, and doing an incredible job. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of little pieces to this jam that are really, really exciting. I think this jam does dance around loose ends like i feel like it's almost there in a couple spots like maybe i'm wrong but that's what i hear when i listen to it but yeah very good arcadia and i don't know maybe maybe arcadia's back after taking a back seat for a whole year after you know 2021 having amazing versions like we're gonna get more amazing versions of arcadia time will tell and the set closes with a beautiful 726 i mean i i love this song uh, I just now looked at .NET and I've seen the last three versions of the song, which is very interesting. This this breaks a, a 21 show gap for 726, which this and this old C I feel like are being very underutilized lately. Um, they're just they're they're incredible songs. Um, I mean 726, it just gets me. You know I I I love this song. It's very emotional, soaring kind of thing but i i like it in this set closer spot personally yep yeah yeah i mean i love i love a little 726 yeah yeah why Who not doesn't? i mean if you're gonna you know if you're gonna drop your ocean you know to close sets then then why not 726 you know i mean i'd probably actually prefer 726 as a yeah i think it's probably a little bit stronger in the in the closer or encore position than your ocean, but um, yeah, they like to do that. You know, I mean, they like to drop that that strong ballad in that spot. So yeah, I got no problems with it, especially after you know a nice a nice set like that. Um, not the longest of set twos, and, and we got we got a lengthy encore, so maybe that that's that probably plays into that. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, coming out of that out of that big Arcadia, yeah, I, I think I think pulling the seven two six there is nice. Yeah, and then an absolutely raging Dripfield encore, as, as Dripfield does. You know, coming in here, killing it, getting them out. Yeah, man. Dripfield. I mean, Dripfield can do a bunch of different things, um, and this Dripfield does what I think it, like a regular Dripfield does. Like, I don't, I don't think there's anything to write home about about this Dripfield. This is one of those things where like you kind of had to be there, kind of Dripfield, mm-hmm. um, and. I don't see myself going back to listen to this one a bunch, but like, yeah, I mean, in the encore slot, like, I, I don't think you can get a better song. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like fantastic. The, yeah, it's like the pancakes, like the pancakes from night one. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's and, and love the fact that they're like going hard on encores in this whole five night run. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the turn clouds encore was like pretty standard encore. Like, I think that one was like, oh yeah. Well, like when it happened, we were like, oh, it's turn clouds. But like pancakes encore, this encore, um, pretty pretty Mustang awesome. Mustang Sally. Like, well, yeah, and then there's that. Um, 
I mean, totally different category. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but I mean, like that's a different thing. And like, we talked about it, like in the moment, like I was there for that show and that was really fun. I did have a really good time. I think if you're listening to that on nugs, that's, that's an auto skip, but I I don't think I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, not, not to, not to go back. It happened. Not to go back and revisit that show, but, um, but you're going to, but, but that, yeah, just real, real quick on the Fallon thing. Yeah. I mean, look, um, I think there were, there was a lot of, there were a lot of dissenting opinions online and, you know, at the end of the day, some shit is just fun and funny and you do it in the moment because it's, there's entertainment value to it and whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't always matter if it's. Well, and also it it happening in the encore is very different than them dropping it in the middle of the second set. Yeah. Right. So it happened. All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's bring this home. We got one left. Night five at the cap. The one that Neil should have stayed for. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, shout out to the, shout out to the, obviously, but before we talk about this goose show, I just want to shout out, uh, RJ and, Tom from Osiris who put on this amazing Arabolo event on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Neil and I were both lucky enough to be there. Um, if you have not listened to the recording from that, uh, it is available via the drop. The I heard uh, the pod Osiris got a podcast. got a shout out. We did get a shout out. It was very nice. Uh, nice to see Rick, Peter, and Jeff all give us a smile. Uh, and you know, nice shout out uh, from RJ and Tom, which was very cool. Very proud to be part of the Osiris family. Yeah. Um, but it was great. Uh, you know, Neil, uh, myself and, uh, Megan from HF pod, we had a fun time turning on the video camera at the beginning of the, yeah, the beginning of the event. Very notable experience. <laughs> how very, many, very so here's experience. a question for all of you out there. How many podcast hosts does it take to turn on a video camera? That is, that is the question, but this was a the great event. Is three is not enough. Uh, yeah. three is not enough, but we did it. We figured it out. It did happen in the end. Yeah, it, <laughs> it happened. Um, but shout out to RJ and Tom, uh, and of course, Rick, Peter, and Jeff uh, for an amazing event. The recording is available via The Drop. Uh, go give it a listen. They performed six songs. They talked about lots of stuff. It was great. Now, second time second time they've done that, too, by yes. the way, just for, for anybody who doesn't know that. And so, they yeah, joked be... that the next one will be in 2026. Okay, cool. Cool. I was wondering if, the, if, we, if we might get that again. So, cool. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe we'll be able to to get involved, um, you know, at some point there, that'd be nice. You know what I mean? Got the shout out this time. Weren't in existence for the first one. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Like we could, we can only go up from Tom Marshall's (laughs) standup routine. So like, it's true. Like (laughs) that didn't even make it into the, that didn't even make it into the recording. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, Um, it was something else. I'll tell you. You had to be Uh, there. Um, but anyway, let's talk about this Sunday night show, Brian. Yeah. So, so pretty, pretty nice set one here with some, with some, some big yeah. jams and, and just some, some lengthy tracks. So flea opener. Um, and then just to kind of run through it real quick, uh, we got the Indian river. I'm glad we don't call this Indian river with, um, by the way, but, yeah. um, we had, we had the Indian <laughs> river with the Delta ish jam and, Got the honeybee, got the honeybee, got the Jeff Angborg. Uh, a couple of songs right there that I think a lot of people were 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 looking for. What honeybee? Uh, 
the it burns within one of the longest uh you know kind of one of the bigger bust outs 75 shows yeah yeah lots of shows uh between the last time they played that one and this show and then and then a big big butter rum big uh closing the set out as it does and so yeah this this flea opener is really good i, I kind of want to go back to this jam a few more times but um it's a really this is a robust flea kind of a kind of a mm. big heavy jam good adjective this this is really good this flea is very 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 good and i need to go back and listen to it some more but like i don't know i i think this one kind of bears listening to some more and like maybe it does like end up on my my playlist uh i don't know it's it's got a lot of like you know screaming rick guitar soloing um and then a, a couple like pretty unique segments into it in it that i really enjoyed so yeah like psyched to go back and listen to this one more i don't think i've really given it enough but um as far as fleas go like that's a pretty great way to start a show yeah 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 it was i mean again as I said, the energy just seemed to grow with each night. And so by the time Sunday happened, the place was going nuts during the flea. And, you know, the Indian River and the Delta Jam, like, th this also seemed to be a better use of a 15, 16, however long the Delta Jam ended up being with the song. Um, it felt like a better use of the time than a lot of the versions we've seen in the past. They went straight for a hard peak here, and they achieved it. Uh, the crowd loved it. I loved it. I, I was I was having a great time. Were you stoked yeah. for your second honeybee of the day? Oh my god! You know what? How often do you get to see two honeybees in one day with performed by two? I don't think that's ever happened. Bands. That's the first time it's ever happened. It's the first time it's happened. Oh, that's exciting. It's historic moment. Yeah, it's, that is history. That's history making stuff. Um, <laughs> Shout hey, out look. to shout out to friend of the pod Garrett who really appreciated the two honeybees. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 look, I'll say it every time. Honeybee has a killer closing solo, composed solo by Rick. Yep. Um, it's it's. I'll I'll, I'll always I'll, I'll never be super bummed uh, to see Honeybee unless they encore it. Um, <laughs> and then we got the we got the Angborg. Um, oh, I was, I mean, big clav energy. I yeah. was excited about this also so I could rub in Neil's face that he should have stayed for the Sunday night show. Um, but you know, yeah. he'll get his Some of us have jobs. have a family the, and job, but yeah. yeah, that's the other original that I haven't seen. Um, that's the one goose song I've yet to see. I've seen it three I times need now. to see, and I missed it. I missed it by night, but, um, I'll trade you an Angborg for a lead the way. Sure. You got it. Um, <laughs> but no, Engborg is killer. It, it, it always hits. I think, you know, it's one of those songs. I don't, I don't think it, there's really like a jam component to it. So like when we're talking about Engborg, we're not saying like that Engborg jam killed. But Engborg does kill. It's, it's awesome. It's Engborg. And it's awesome. Yeah. 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 Awesome song. Yeah. Such a groove. Um, so good. It burns within. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm always happy to see this come out. Uh, I don't think it gets played enough. It's, I don't know that I, you know, ought to be, to be honest, I, I think I've only re-listened to, to this once. Um, it's, I don't know that it reaches the, the terminal five, you know, version. I think that's, that's such a killer version. And I always kind of go back to that because I feel like after that version, 
I, it was so strong. I really felt like we were going to see this song a lot more. Um, and, and we just haven't. So nice to see it come out this week. And, and yeah, fingers crossed it, it doesn't take another 75 shows or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, having been in attendance at terminal five, I'll say that this version is far better than the version that Ryan saw when he was there. Uh, all so. right. You know what? Rub it in. I'm happy to get in it. Burns within. <laughs> T5 Let's was talk so- about this rum. This, this rum is sick. Yeah, awesome it's I, yeah. I mean, some people are saying that, and um, <laughs> you don't agree. <laughs> it's I, look. I think it's good. Um, I think it's. I think it kind of settles into a nice, well, like a nice synth groove, maybe or yeah. Well, you know, some people were yeah. Some people were 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 throwing Kylie's name out there. Um, How do which, you feel I don't about know, does that? Does that help? I mean, is that even a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool little groove, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's just, there's not enough happening there. People, I think wanted to, everybody wants to talk about the goat, everything. Um, but now nah, this, this doesn't touch, this doesn't touch Aspen. Yeah, man. I, That's I, what I, I was saying. I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's good. It's really good. And this is yet another example of Peter doing amazing things on the synth in this run he as a musician has improved so much at that one yeah. instrument. He's been, and he's been shedding on the profit the last couple of months. It's very evident. Yeah. I mean, it's great. And to use that one instrument to make this jam as cool as it is, is exciting. Because um, I think sometimes butter rum jams aren't the best or I don't want to say they're not the best, but like they can be redundant or like, you know, I've heard this all before. Yeah, this, this was, was not. And this was unique. Was and unique. I think that's why people are excited about this jam. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with, you know, if they're going to play rum, if they're going to play it like this. Yep. You know, why not? All right. There. Final set of the set run. Closer. Set closer that rum. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so set two opened up with, uh, you know, the arrow. So, so by night five, of course, you know, we're, we're expecting a lot of these songs. Um, so Arrow, no surprise, opening up set two. Uh, and this is a good version. Uh, this is, you know, I think we're, we Big always. Nation mark energy here. Yeah, I think we question a lot of the Arrow jams uh, on the pod. And yeah, this, I, I like this one. It's not, it's, it, I guess it's similar to the tumble um, from night two for me a little bit. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a really nice high energy jam. It's pro- probably a fun song to see live and and dance to. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Like a lot of arrows, I'm not quite sure how many times I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this one. I'll come back to it a little bit though because it was good, above average yeah. arrow. I I mean I dig the last five minutes of this arrow a lot, which I think when we talk about arrows, like when we really love an arrow, I think that's what we say is like the last five minutes of this arrow is pretty dope. And this one is really good. I mean, it does go to some unique spaces. So this one is worth revisiting, but you know, it, yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's a pretty good arrow. Yeah. Pretty good arrow. It's, it's solid. It's good. All right. All right. So a Western sun, got the, just the straightforward sans jam, Western sun. Uh, and then we got, we got the into the mist that I was really looking forward to. Um, 
And this is a really good version. And in fact, uh, you know, the jam's a little bit unique. And unfinished. Yeah, you know, and I, I was just getting ready to, you know, I was really digging the jam and I was just thinking to myself, oh man, my first thought was, this is a really nice groove. This is this is a really strong mist. And then right before I could even get the the words out or the words typed of, you know, commenting on my like hopes that it, that, it, that it gets <laughs> finished, um, you know, they just they just left it for white lights. Um, but what a white lights this was. Yeah, but oh just God. one second, though, it's I I think an unfinished mist is is just always a bit of a bummer, uh, you know, yeah. It's the ending of that, the climax and the ending of that song is just so good. And, you know, I, I just can, it, they unfinish it so much and it, it just, it just kills me every time. But anyway, yeah. Well, Lights is good. To me, to me, there's a very big difference between letting the mist just kind of peter out um, and not finishing it versus executing a clean segue into white lights like they did. And then just absolutely blowing up white lights like they did like this white lights doesn't go outside the song it doesn't jam for a super long time rick just takes it and just explodes if you watch if you watch the video of this white lights uh like on the webcast peter's just dancing as he's playing piano just going crazy the energy in the room during the peak of this jam was off the charts it was amazing like it was so good. And so I, I feel like this, as far as unfinished mists go, this is not so bad because of that. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, so that, so then we got the, you know, we got the audible Elmag here. Uh, we were, if it, if, if they went by the book, we would have gotten Empress to close the set and then a slow ready encore. Oh, and there would have been a which, labyrinth in there too. Which would have given me the perfect uh, Golden Goose score, by the way. Um, so yeah, we got the Elmeg though, which they, 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 been, they just, they, they've been bringing it out. Elmeg's not a rarity anymore. Um, you know, they're not, they're not afraid to, to get this, this into rotation. So, um, but as far as Elmeg's go, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty straight up version. Um, had a nice jam to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a nice way for them to close out, uh, you know, a, a big, a bit, this is a big run for them. I mean, no doubt about it. So, um, yeah, was labyrinth on the set for this night. Yeah. Labyrinth was on the set. Yeah. Yeah. It was on the set list. That would have been the questionable. Yeah. They made the right move, uh, you know, steering away from that. We know know how Um, that goes when, you know, I mean, at least when I tell them that they made the right move by skipping a song. So. Well, you know, I'm on record, you know. Well, I'm not going to say it. Uh, you know, Labyrinth <laughs> is, is Goose's Petricor, but uh, I, I'm going to say it. I, I am going to say it, but it's what it is. Um, that's a weird song to plug into a second set. Especially make, uh, second set hard. of night five of the cap run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you know, and like, I feel like those guys were pretty burnt, like, at the end of this. Um, and Elmeg was the right choice. Uh, you know, it, 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 it hit. And, you know, everybody loves that song. Everybody wants to hear that song or wants to have heard in Elmeg. So get on them for like putting it out there and, and doing it. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then the, the, the encore we, we were expecting at this point then, 
um, in Empress, which, yeah, I mean, that's a really nice way. In fact, when we saw the written set list, I, I was thinking to myself, yeah, probably close with slow ready and encore Empress because Empress will be a, a better way, I think, to close out the run, um, you know, with a bit more energy and um, it's just, it's, it's more triumphant um, just on its own, just the song itself. So yeah, big, big time, big time way to, way to close it out. And like you're saying, you know, just about the encores, I mean, yeah, just another, another big hitter to send everybody home with. So yeah, this is a, yeah, yeah, it's a good show. This is a good show. This is an excellent show. I had an excellent time. It was great. And that brings us to the close of the cap room. Yeah. That's five shows. And we covered it in only two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah, we ran right through it. You know, you, you think with like a third of the number of shows that we normally do and two less people that we would cover it faster. But no. Well, night one well, deserved. I mean, honestly, uh, like kidding dive, aside. So. Yeah, kidding aside, I think it's testament to like how good the quality of these shows was. Yeah. Um, I mean, they played a lot of really good music. They played a lot of very good songs. They dug deep in their catalog and played songs that they don't normally play. Um, and yeah, there was a lot to talk about. And especially early on in this run, the the improv was extraordinary. So, I mean, it, it's worth it. It's worth it to, to you know, examine these songs and, and talk about it the way that we have. There you go. All right, shall we mail sack? Uh, let us mail sack. Now is the right, time. Let's, let's let's get into the sack. Shout out to Kev. I'm not ready for it. He's not way, here tonight. So. Uh, well, let's shout out to Kev, who's not here for the mail sack tonight. Uh, you know, the mail sack is always. It's in honor of Kev. Yes. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Pull up Twitter. Um, uh, well, so I can start with the the Mastodon. Yeah. Uh, Did you Mastodon because, mail sack? Yeah, that's kind of where I mean. That's, that's, sack. Yeah, so that's my home now, and uh, so I yeah I threw something out there. I didn't get a lot of responses, so Mastodon is still a little bit you know. BGM is still happening. <laughs> it's forming. Yeah, yeah, we're forming a we're forming a nice community here. Hey, listen, to anybody listening, uh, you know, if 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 you're bothered by anything on Twitter, you know, hey, there, there there's other options out there, you know. So come check out Mastodon. Um, we're having some good conversations, uh, you know, trying to get, get involved in some dialogue and some, some healthy, friendly, positive discussions about, so, uh, our boy Cliff, and I think Cliff was our second place. Second place. Yeah. Right. And he won the bracket last year. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then he's second place this year. Boy, I mean, Cliff crushes the bracket. I wonder how he does in fantasy. He crushes the bracket. Yeah. No doubt about it. First place, first year, second place, second year. I don't know. I got him coming in third next year, though. Um, <laughs> so so he's talking a little bit about, uh, well, he, he asked a couple questions. So he asked a little bit about, um, you know, what, what we're thinking about, uh, you know, Twitter and Mastodon. But I mean, we kind of already talked about that. I mean, I think it's the place to be at this point. Um, so everybody's got to make their own decisions on that kind of thing. 
Um, but then he talked to, he has another question. He says, uh, with respect to Rally Madavan beating out San Fran Wisteria for Jam of the Year, he's wondering, is it the pod or the voters that were wrong? And Ooh. I mean, look, here's the it's thing. It's the voters. Nobody's wrong when, <laughs> when it comes to jams of this quality. Um, I mean, two amazing jams. So, I mean, on one hand, nobody can be wrong about this stuff. Um, but on the other hand, yes, the voters were wrong. Yeah. Okay, good. As long as we're in agreement about that. My 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 mail sack here, uh, you know, moving over to, to Twitter, the old homestead. Uh, we've got from DJ Billy Breathes at Willie Warren 23. Uh, Canadian spell favorite wrong. No, we do not. Um, it was spelled with a U before you took out the U arbitrarily. Thank you very much for that. Um, in, in a much more real sense, um, we do have a uh, mail sack contribution, uh, not on social media because this person is not on social media, uh, but from good friend of the pod, Brian Brinkman. Um, he wants to know how this run, the cap run, compares to the peaks of late 2021 to early 2022. Um, I, I would like to say, I feel like that the improv at its peak does, um, I feel like there's potential for the rest of spring tour to stack up to that kind of peak period. Um, but I don't know if the run as, as a whole matches, uh, March, 2022. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, I think it needs to be more specific. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some pretty legendary runs out there. I don't know if this stacks up against it yet. I think time will tell, though. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to sit here and say, like, this five-night run doesn't stack up against those runs without, like, having a minute to let these, like, sink in. But, yeah, I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah, and, I mean, look, the the, the thing is, to, yeah, I mean, on one hand, I'd say no. I don't think this run as a whole, you know, stacks up. But also, when we talk about things like, you know, winter, you know, 2022. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't really the case that show after show after show were just bangers. You know, there were, there were pockets of shows, but there were, there were other shows mixed in there that were, you know, they were good, but, but maybe not, not phenomenal. Like when you talk about um, a lot of the jams that came out of like Portland, you know, and Bozeman, Mm-hmm. You know, Bozeman was was really the only sh- full show that kind of stacked up at the end of the year in terms of on that you know, first shows leg of the least. year. Yeah. So so if we're talking, well, I think Bozeman was a I mean, Bozeman was a top 10 show of the year. So it was um, DC. So it was Nash 2. So it was yeah, Philly. yeah. And, I, and that, but that's that's quite a bit later. Though, you know what I mean? Right. But um, that's the second leg of the same tour. But that's, yeah, yeah. So we're talking about five shows here. So anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure really any of those in terms of runs of shows were phenom- were really phenomenal until you get into March. Um, that's when I think you had full kind of runs of shows that were pretty special. Um, but I'm really happy with the improv that came out of, um, you know, this run, m- most of it night one, but um, some really good stuff to kind of kick the year off with. Yeah. Um, so like Neil, digging in, sack? 
Yeah. So, um, uh, DJ Billy Breeze asks, uh, Canadian spell favorite wrong? Uh, true. Uh, okay. All right. I'm going to say, say true on that one. Um, Spoken like an American. Uh, well, I had to do that, right? So, yes. <laughs> um, you know, then like another question, like, how are we feeling about uh, Rick's new tone? Like, has it grown on me yet? Um, yes. And it didn't grow on me. I've liked it since the beginning. And, uh, you know, I think it's evolving. And I think it's a, it's like a pretty exciting thing. And, you know, the more he kind of digs into exploring the sound that he wants to make, I, I think the more excited I am. So, I don't know. I mean, this one, like, I'm hesitant to do, but um, maybe let's just do it, like, just for fun. Um, what's everyone's top three so far? And that is Tyler Hensley, who has asked that one. What is your top three jam of the year well, so far? And I'll be gutsy. And I'll, I'll, you go first. Yeah, I will go first. Um, so I'm going to say Drive is my yep. number one. And I think this might be controversial, but my number two is Earthling Aurelian. And my number three is All I Need. And they're all in that same show, the first night of the run. I'm, I'm going to go Drive, All I Need, In Your Eyes. Uh, I thought you were going to say butter rum. <laughs> I was ready for it. No, he can't bring himself to put Earthling up that high. I, I Neil, I have the same top three as you. I had Madhavan, you know, number two for a little while. Um, after some urging from you guys to Until really, we ridiculed you. You ridiculed me. <laughs> you shamed me. Kind of the same the way review you beat process me off of my, Kind of the same way you beat me off of my DC Wisteria at number one last year. Um, you really please, please don't me. ever say I beat you off again. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, man. We're like three hours in and the first edit. Uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, there are no edits that I'm going to have to make before this. Oh, Jesus. Thank I was you waiting for, for it. Thank too. you for pointing oh, that out. So I didn't funny. even realize that that came out of my mouth. Oh, shit. Oh, oh boy. All right, Ryan, bring us back. Similar to how you, similar to how you uh, got me down from my... Uh, uh, DC Wisteria is the jam of the year last year. Uh, you really encouraged me in a very friendly way, uh, you know, with lots of compassion and kindness uh, oh. to reevaluate my decision. Um, and, you know, it's paid off. I have Madhavan at four now, but I also uh, have Drive Earthling, all I need. Well, so, Ryan, I'm glad I, we're in agreement there. Just, um, and, and just, I, I know we're, we're running long and we're going to wrap this up. Yeah, but uh, we we always have to do a quick fancy goose check in. Um, of course. So in order so in order <laughs> yeah. to keep this, <laughs> it's early to tour. This, Guess who's at the bottom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In order to keep this really brief, I'm just going to do a quick recap of the top two spots um, so far this year. Chris Newcomb in first, um, and then Jive Goose in second. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. Always remember you hashtag know. fuck meal. <laughs> well Get you know it trending uh you know i don't gloat nobody asked on. you you're not in the top two okay you know what you're gonna make your late tour comeback as you always do 
and no one cares. Um, Thank you, everybody, for sitting through this really long episode. Uh, We hope you enjoyed our breakdown of the cap run. We are going to be back starting on Friday, uh, Friday, March 24th, with our (laughs) day after shows, uh, recapping Boston. Uh, For this tour, we will be starting at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. That is 3.30, not 3 o'clock, 3.30 Eastern time, uh, more convenient for your workday. Uh, or if it's not, it's half an hour later, um, and you'll tune in, we hope. Join us live, of course. Uh, we've got lots of exciting guests lined up. Um, maybe some relatives of a band member uh, for the first couple of recaps. It's going to be very exciting. This has been a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. Love if it. you're still listening, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? We're going to be back in early April to recap the first leg of uh, Spring Tour proper. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we will hopefully have Dean and Kev back. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a great tour. I'm, ex- I'm excited for a lot of Goose shows, seeing how they continue to evolve here. It's going to be good. You guys got anything right. else? Peace. Uh, mushrooms. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.